Hello, everyone. Welcome to Popcast on the Rocks, episode 104. We're a podcast that talks about pop culture things, and sometimes there's whiskey. My name is John, and I am joined, as always, by Andrea. Hey, everybody. And returning for his second uh, showing, Tony. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Good to be back. Good. We we had to draw. We had to bring the uh, the stud back on to because we had our highest uh, views ever <laughs> last time you were on. So you can just you sit there with your and stroke your ego a little bit. John and I are just going to quit. You're just going to run the show. Surprise, Tony. Mm-hmm. Have fun, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> guys. <laughs> so wait your whole life for this. <laughs> my moment. We're going to have uh, drink holidays we're going to cover pretty quick and what our weeks have been like, a few news stories that will probably spur some conversation. And then we'll get into uh, episodes three and four of Moon Knight. And we'll be spoilery about that, but that will be later in the episode and you'll have more warning before we, before we get there. So, but to kick things off, Andrea, drinks. Yes. Let's see if I can remember that it's still April, y'all, and not September. (laughs) (laughs) So, April 19th. Yay, good start. Uh, April 19th, a couple days ago, it was Amaretto Day, if you're into that. It's a liqueur with a very specific taste. Um, Every time I say the word Amaretto, I always think of, like, my grandma who makes, like, Amaretto cookies. Oh, sure. Like, you know, that's like her big thing. She just like loves the taste of it. And it's not my favorite. Really? Like an almondy liqueur. Yeah. yeah. No, I just Is I it don't. A nut? It's it's an almondy like Yeah, like it's flavor. like almond extract kind of thing. So if you're gonna do oh, okay. yeah. yeah. And and I just feel like you have to be very wary of having a heavy hand because it can really just like overtake as a flavor. Um Especially when, like, as a kid, you're expecting to sort of, like, bite into a sugar cookie and suddenly you're like, there is some almonds in here, you know? It's like that, it's just like that thing where you expect one thing and you get another and you're like, oh, that wasn't what I yeah, wanted. Yeah, but it's even, even if it's so good, sweet, you know? And, like, I, I mean, I know what you're saying, but. Yeah. yeah, it's just, it's hard to get past that, like, I feel like I was tricked. So. It's like uh, <laughs> reaching for chocolate chip cookie only to find out it's oatmeal raisin. Oh, that is the worst. That is the worst. I like oatmeal raisin. Come on now. No, no you don't. But it's yeah, I do. Okay, for, first of all, you can like oatmeal raisin if you want to. Like, we can just shut off your screen and you can be black for the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's like again that thing of where you're expecting one thing and mm-hmm. then you you get another, and no matter if you like it or not, there's always an element of like, oh, like I think that's that, worse with drinks. You know, like if you just have in your mind, you know, that you're going to have a glass of orange juice and then it's milk or something like that, it really throws you. Man, that would really mm. throw me since, yeah. you know, I, I mean, I hope visually I would see that it's milk. <laughs> If you don't, maybe, you know, you have a, uh, a mug with a right. cup on, you know, lid on it. I don't know. It's I feel like at yeah. some Non-transparent point. Non-transparent glass. Yeah, I feel like at <laughs> some point in my life, I've done basically this. Where you it's must a have, very because distinctly, it's a very specific yeah. example. <laughs> you know, like really early in the morning, maybe I'm at like a sure. hotel and I think I have juice and I got milk. So I don't know. I yeah. don't remember, but. Yeah, it's that to... expectation and disappointment. So yeah. that's that's how I sort of sadly associate with amaretto, the flavor. is just like that expectation and disappointment. Okay. All right. 
But should you like it, 419, it was your day to celebrate. Uh, another day to celebrate, closely on the heels, 420, April 20th. We we all know this holiday, yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> John's like going to play innocent real hard. Yeah. 420, tell me more. What is <laughs> what this is holiday? <laughs> I've never heard of such a thing. <laughs> I do not partake in the devil's lettuce. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy. 420. Cheers if you know. If you don't, okay. you're missing out. Okay. Um, I am celebrating the holiday that, again, followed closely after on April 21st. It was National Tea Day. So I've got a cup of tea with me today that I poured a little brandy into. So that's oh, kind of how I was feeling after this, like, super cold blustery day it was just like yeah sit down with a lovely cup of tea but you know a little extra yeah right so i i am celebrating that particular day and yesterday was another holiday to celebrate a busy week uh it was national german beer day which i felt like normally i would celebrate if this was like a normal april and sure you know it could have like been spring. warm and and felt like spring. But yeah, no, today was just not that because Minnesota can't make up its ever-loving mind. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but okay. should you nice. so choose, it was German Beer Day yesterday, April cool. 23rd. Yeah, that's um, that's actually what I'm celebrating here, German Beer Good Day. Good for you. Like you see, it's not, what you um, it's not what I really wanted to do but i think last week i had soda so i'm like oh my god come back here with soda um <laughs> tea i don't, don't think i come back here with your soda i know get out I, I, I thought maybe um uh fitness trainer would be in the chat again and i didn't want to be caught <laughs> red-handed with the the bubbly the non-alcoholic bubbly again <laughs> no, so John, i no. yeah i have a beaver island brewing Oktoberfest Marzen Lager. So I know it's nowhere near, it's not going to focus, I guess, but um, nowhere near Oktoberfest, but it would be closer if we start with September. Oh, yeah. So who knows? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do whatever you want. Time means nothing. Yep. So it's my last one in the fridge. Just uh, finish it up. Nice. So, yeah. How about you, Tony? Well, as the as a native Minnesotan, I can definitely Minnesotan. Uh, Minnesotan. Minnesotan. I can I can relate to the cold blusteriness, but of course I I don't live there currently, so it was mm-hmm. I was kind of I forgot about that because it's been eighty and sunny for the past seven days. Okay, now it's your your t- turn to go black. <laughs> your screen is gone, Alan. Thank you. <laughs> uh, no, I uh, you know I had to I had to think hard about about what I wanted uh, to drink tonight to kind of celebrate these, and and I decided okay. to go with a very classic. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. So, got a nice Jack, Jack and the Rock. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hey, I mean, if you show up every time, you have Jack on the Rocks. It's all right. You're you're, you're following our podcast motto, so you know. Yeah. Honestly. Yep. I love it. it. I love the spirit. Mm-hmm. I don't love yeah. the spirit, but I love your spirit. <laughs> I, I am Clever. here for the Clever. spirit with my spirit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's, um, let's talk weeks here. What's been happening? Tony, our guest, you've been seeing any fun shows or 
anything since we've last seen you? Well, it's it's like it's like I kind of tell you beforehand. <laughs> I was sitting there and, and you sent me. You're like, hey, write down some of the stuff that you've been doing this week. And I sat there and I looked at the screen for a good ten minutes. And I'm like, couldn't, think a, couldn't think of a single thing to write. I was like, wow. So I wrote, my life is boring. <laughs> but I, you know, looking back, uh, some of the things I did do. Uh, obviously, I. I had to go on my YouTube binges, so I started catching up on some nice. Critical Role podcasts. I don't know if we have any critters in the in the uh, in the viewers tonight, but Critical Role, very great D and D podcast. Um, I like watching those. Uh, been- Did you watch their um, uh, animated show? Right, they made I, an animated series off of that Vox Machina or something like that. Vox Machina. That's their. That was their original- Legend of Vox Machina. Legend of Vox Machina. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Vox Machina was the group of characters that they had in their very first campaign. Um, so yeah, that and was. They, a, and they crowdfunded it, and it hit the goal really mm-hmm. fast. And like, so did you? Did you like the show? I did. I did. I, I liked it. I think it did a lot of justice. I think it was. You know, okay. it's definitely one of those ones where I mean, if you, you know, you you have seen the show, I and mean, there's a lot of Easter eggs hidden throughout the show. But I think mm-hmm. overall, it's it's a just a really funny show to watch the characters are kind of lovable it is adult which i which i kind of like that they did because the show mm-hmm. was always kind of like adult you know they were they're playing to the audience being the, the people their same age and as they kind of yeah. got older their audience stayed with them and so um so if you have little kids i would suggest not watching that with them okay um, my mine is still too young to like understand the words yeah. Oh, good. I'm only I'm only gonna get away with that for like a couple months longer. I think so. I'm trying to like take so. advantage of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So yeah. So that was good. So I did I did watch that. Um. I've been kickstarting because my my dad and I used to watch it. Uh. When I was really young, Star Trek: The Next Generation. I mean, that was back yes. when it was actually on. I think sci-fi. Back when sci-fi was actually a science oh, fiction. Oh. So channel. you're watching it. Still I'm watching not it on, when it came out. Not when, yeah. So I'm watching it. I'm rewatching some of them now. But mm-hmm. just like we talked about last time, when I was said I was kind of just rewatching Batman the animated series because I watched it when I was little. You kind of mm-hmm. get like a whole other yeah context to those shows. I didn't. I could not get over the amount of stuff that I just did not understand from Star Trek: The Next Generation when I was younger. I mean the 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 philosophical arguments they get into, like <laughs> the really hardcore subject matter that they try to cover right. in in this show is astonishing some of the stuff they actually got away with talking about uh back in the 90s that's why isn't isn't it amazing like when you think about it like how it didn't bother you you like didn't understand that you didn't get it you just like watched it and like absorbed it and it was great but like as an adult when i rewatch stuff that i didn't get as a kid i'm like man that's great i just like accepted it i just was like i didn't even think about like there must be another meaning here or like why don't i get this but as an adult, I'm like, I know I did not get that. Yeah, that's why I think it's good that, you know, when you know people don't write down to their audience, you know, in, in some fashion, it's like mm-hmm. uh, particularly with, you know, I think about with cartoons, it's so tempting to, you know, you're writing for six year olds or whatever. So you really write to their level, mm-hmm. but just write something good and like universally understood, you know, like the the. Right. The plot can be simple, but there can be complexities to things in there and nuance. And if they don't get it, yeah, like they're not going to notice. It's not going to care. Right. And then doesn't, they'll appreciate it more later. And the older people that watch it will appreciate it. Like, Right. It doesn't phase kids to not get it. 
Yeah. They don't know that you they see don't cool get things. It. Oh, a yeah. cool space battle thing, you know, or whatever it is. Right. And like whatever whatever amount of like the dialogue is going on that you get, you just get. And if you don't, you you don't sit there and think like, I wonder if there's something else to this. You just yeah. are like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, that was like Hey Arnold. Did you guys ever watch Hey Arnold? Yeah, you? for sure. So I remember when I was like, I was probably in elementary school mm-hmm. and that, that that show was on. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't like it because I didn't it was it seemed boring to me. But then mm-hmm. when I went, I remember I went back and rewatched it. Or it was still on when I was in like high school, and I caught a couple episodes. And I was like, "Wow, this show's actually good." And it was because the subject—I got a hundred percent. Just it didn't, it didn't connect with me. Yep. Because I was too young to understand like the concepts of these kids who were in middle school, mm-hmm. you know, dealing with these situations. Right. So, well, cool. yeah, so, so yeah, next generation. next generation, um, I've kind of been Great watching show. the expanse. I never watched the full series, of the expanse. I've read, uh, um, I think all, but like the last book of the expanse series. And I think it's just a phenomenal science fiction series. Um, mm-hmm. and I've been watching the show cause all my buddies who, you know, read the books were like, Oh my God, you gotta watch the show. You gotta watch the show. I like it. It's actually really, really good. Um, yeah, I've heard that. It is. If if you if you're into what I like to I, I kind of see it as new age sci-fi mm-hmm. where it takes a lot of like fundamental sci-fi from way back in the day and kind of applies it to kind of modern day writing. Mm-hmm. I think it I think it really hits that sweet spot of where sure. it's not so outlandish that it's kind of like a like a Ridley Scott sort of <laughs> sort of movie. <laughs> um but it's not so old that you kind of think it's like out of touch. It's got that it's, everything seems feasible right in there. It's it's really sure. good. It's a good sweet spot. Yep. Yeah, I've I've had several friends recommend The Expanse, and it's just like one of those things I keep meaning to start and haven't quite got there yet. Yeah. Um, and then of course I have to I have to say I did watch the the GT World Challenge series, which I'm sure nobody nice. on this podcast watch. The uh, GT4 TC and GT3 uh, Grand Touring <laughs> Racing in Sonoma, California, for the World Endurance Championship. So that's always uh, it's always a fun to watch those. Yeah, I can't say I'm familiar. Nope. But that's all right. You know, you get, that's you why like we all racing. like different things. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. The world keeps spinning. Exactly. <laughs> well, cool. See, you got you had you had things you you did. You had things yeah, you watched. You know, yeah. Had to dig deep though. Really? <laughs> <laughs> had to like really think about it. Yeah. Like, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, cool. Andrea, how about you? Well, I do. I do want to make you feel a little better, Tony, because when you came on last time and you were talking about all the things that you were rewatching, you inspired me to go on a rewatch. Um, and John and I talked about this. Um, it, it also kind of worked out perfectly because it's this show's 25th anniversary and it's my favorite show of all time. So I started rewatching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, and I talked with it. <laughs> I talked with this, talked about this with John. Woo mm-hmm. words. Um, and I had like already gotten up to season three cause I was just like, God, I love the show. And it just like goes so fast for me. And then I saw John rewatch or John started episodes one and two. So I was like, F it. I'm going back and I'm just going to rewatch again because I can and I love this show. So I rewatched episodes one and two again. 
my so, gosh. So you want to talk about like somebody spending some time rewatching. I'm like I, rewatching my rewatch. I <laughs> just watched that show for the first time. Yes. Nicole, Nicole's like, we should watch Buffy the Vamp. Cause she, lo- I mean, she watched it when she was, yes! you know, young. And I was like, yeah, okay. Are you I'll she's it, old yeah. now. Uh, Tony. Oh, John, it's, come on. Let's not yeah. beat around the bush here. <laughs> you guys, like I can't. Andrea is so, so excited. I'm losing my shit. It was, and I, and I, and we could probably do like a whole, like, separate show on just us talking about this, but I was yep. watching it with her, and, <laughs> like, halfway through, the, I think it was, like, probably the first season, I just looked at Nicole, and I'm like, Angel's a douchebag. <laughs> oh, those fighting I'll- words? dare you oh man that is my man get out of here <laughs> like literally from childhood one of my first crushes same with Nicole. hot said the exact same thing she's like that oh. was my first crush and i'm like ooh, poor judge of character <laughs> not at all not at all where are uh, you in the series um, right now okay so we took a break um okay once nicole had to go back to school and everything and so i think we were on Oh man! So it was one of the later seasons. It was after Buffy. It was like the season they brought Buffy back from when she died. And then wow, just dropping the spoilers. <laughs> I mean, I know I was like, oh, that is like twenty years old. Like, I know, I know, but I definitely was like, oh my god, he's gonna say it. He's gonna. And I didn't, I couldn't like say anything to stop you. I, I, I was, was like, about it's going to happen. <laughs> I was about to say spoilers because it seemed like you're going to say something, but I'm like, yep. it is, it is not a new show. It, it is, is not. not even show. though you, you I'm also, watching it. Like, also, also, you don't know what time. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't. I well, said it the season. I didn't say when. I said Renato yep. is in the chat and <laughs> he also hasn't seen it. So you just ruined it for him too. So oh. let's just, you know, wow. All right. We're wow, ruining it. I ruined it. That's actually going to like weigh heavy on me because I had the, the sixth sense was ruined for me when I was younger. I have never seen that movie. Ooh. I saw it once. Yeah. But I never got to experience that movie. I got yep. to watch. Same. Movie, right. Never okay. Same. Mm-hmm. I think I just, I just did that to him and I'm now I'm uh, going to carry that burden. I think I'll be okay. I think this is not the same as. It's not. It's not quite like that big, but it. But it is. Enjoyment of the sixth sense kind of hinges on that. Yeah, not knowing the secret. Absolutely. So nobody say it just in case. Exactly. Yes. Buffy, great show. Regardless whether you know that happens or not. Yes. Sixth sense. Completely two different movies. If you know that. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. One hundred percent agree. Because yeah, I had. I got the same thing. I got the same experience of watching the movie. And being like, <sighs> mm-hmm, yep, mm-hmm. like you know what I mean. And, like, and it's it would be still joyful. Good. It'd be it's joyful good, if you but... experienced it the first time, and then yes. you went back yes. and watched it the second time. But when you, but when your only experience is like yeah. watching and knowing and being like, yeah, it's just, it's still a good movie. But there's just something about like having that experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I okay. the. Uh the what the fourth fifth no the sixth harry potter book was ruined for me so oh, i never no. got to experience that one either and oh i'm so sorry that was the first time i got i was this close to decking the kid that said it to me too 
Yeah, no, he that's did it legit. on purpose. They do it totally as a, as a kill. That happened to my sister yeah. too. It was on purpose oh, and just like mean. Mm-hmm. Somebody has no joy in their life. Like, how could yeah. you do that to somebody? I mean, see, this is before people really were like internet trolls, though. These people became internet trolls. I guess, you know? yeah. They're like, oh, I got to go online now to like satisfy my, you know, feel yeah. important and get a reaction out of people. Oh, that is the worst. Like the the purposeful too. That's just like, oh, that's so mean and yeah. petty. Mm-hmm. Gross. Do we know an like, yeah, like I I did I spoiled something, you know, back when The Walking Dead was like really really huge. I spoiled something for somebody and it and it was an honest mistake and it, like it was days after like the episode aired, so I really thought like I was safe in saying it cuz they were a big, you know, Walking Dead fan and I ruined it and I felt terrible. I felt awful. But like I didn't I didn't go there being like, ha ha ha, gonna bust open the door and tell you all about like who lives and dies in this episode. But that was uh when we were at a, I was at a friend's house after Endgame came out. Ooh. And he thought that everyone in the par- at the party had seen Endgame. Ooh. And he he's like, Yeah, it's just like when and then he said it. Yeah. And this one dude and his wife in the back said yeah, thanks, man. Oh. We're actually gonna see it tomorrow, no. and I'm like, that's ten years. <laughs> that's ten years of Just, cinematic. Just like evaporated. Oh, god. oh god. Oh, that hurts. Yeah. Well, if you remember, uh, a friend of ours did something like that to uh, Alan at your place. At um, my place. Yeah. Um, oh, what is it this? It was Wes. It was Wes. He what did, did what that. Do he? Alan hadn't seen. I think I don't know if it was Endgame or if it was Infinity War. One of those two, yet. And you know, room full of people. So Alan's typing. I'll see what he, yes, <laughs> he yes, remembers he this and stuff. Oh, it was Infinity War. War. Okay. So yeah, I remember. I remember oh. this. <laughs> As, oh man, I don't remember this. I, at all. I, I'm extra cautious Which... about it now. Like I really try to ask, "Hey, have you seen this?" You know, I know a lot of people are yeah. like, "Oh, we're gonna talk why, or we weren't gonna say spoilers." But sometimes you say stuff that mm. you know is Ooh. is a spoiler to someone and not a spoiler to others, and it's tough. So, ouch. Usually, though, ouch. you know, going back on the original point, I think yes. you get you get fifteen to twenty years. If if it's fifteen years to twenty years past the air date of the episode, the movie, the show, the series ended, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of all bets are off. You had I think even ten, I think even ten years. I think even yeah. ten years. Maybe ten you know, years. but I still like if I'm talking in depth with you know a group, I still will probably check. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, are you interested in watching this at all? Like you know, kind of thing. But. Well, especially especially if it's like if it's like one of those like seminal shows. You know what I mean? Like something like big, like cultural touchstone kind of. Yeah. You know, like there there are people who just are like I I keep meaning to get around to it or whatever. So yeah. So if you're gonna go like deep dive into something or reveal like like but, we we even now we're just like don't ruin the sixth sense for somebody out there like mm-hmm. it's been a really yeah. long time but we're like don't do it because it's so important to like it's so pivotal to the movie that if you ruin it like it's yeah, ruined I, and that's I, kind of an iconic yeah. movie too exactly that's See, what i mean like like i i would try mm-hmm. not to spoil something like that level of iconic for somebody 
Renato's uh, way less generous here. He says he's thinking like one year. <laughs> yeah, one year. Uh, well, that's you, a cutthroat. <laughs> <laughs> there's two ways. I mean, one is like, um, it, if you are waiting that long, do you do you really have any intention? Like, okay, I keep putting off, I keep meaning to, but clearly it's not that important to you. Watch it. You know, if it's a several years gone by. But at the same time, something is always new to someone else. Like we were alive yeah. and went to the sixth sense That's when true. it came out. So we had all this time, but someone else is just 14 now, mm. maybe has never heard of this sixth Discovering. sense. Discovering. Right. They find this movie or you know, whatever mm. that someone says they should watch. And now, you know, now it's time. Right. We're, like, we're a generation that got to watch like older stuff without it getting spoiled. You know what I mean? Like stuff that mm -hmm. wasn't like directly of our time but still like classics and, mm -hmm. and we didn't get things like ruined for us. So yeah, so it's hard. Like if someone's experiencing it for the first time, I don't want to ruin it. Yeah. Yeah. Like for now, says he's watching the Cowboy Bebop anime for the first time now. Yeah. Aww. You know, you just like to have that. Experience you just hear about again. it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, no, I, I did it just recently, even though like I've been, you know, a fan of anime for a long time now. Um, obviously, you know, not, not as quite as long as somebody else, but you know, I, it was just one of those like seminal works that I knew I had to get around to, but it was really hard to get it started. Cause it was just like, it's so pivotal. Like it's, mm -hmm. I don't know. There's so much pressure to watching it. It feels like. It's, well, um, it's not a show and it's emotion. It's like top, it's like top gun. Remember, you know, top gun with Tom. Yes. Uh, Tom Cruise. That's not a movie. That's an emotion. <laughs> I feel that. Wow. I I mean, I don't know if, if I've watched that movie all the way through. It's kind of... Shut your face. You know? Yeah. And oh, I like Tom Cruise. Wow. I like Val Kilmer. Um, oh, that is, that is peak right there for the both of them. Yeah. I'm, I'm well, literally going to cosplay for Maverick. Nice. <laughs> nice. Okay. I, I'll be, uh, be Iceman. Uh, sounds good. Oh, oh no! Hey. Yes, yeah, no. You're thinking of you're thinking of <laughs> goose. Thinking of goose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we yeah. might have just given away something there yeah. too. Yeah, <laughs> For just, anybody just, out there, <laughs> do it. I passed the twenty year mark. We're good. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. We passed our own litmus test. It's good. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. I will try not to derail us with, with the rest of what I've been doing with my week. Um, no. I am so pumped, Tony, that you've been watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's like, oh, so good. Um, yeah. So other things I've been watching that are newer, um, the new season of Selling Sunset, which is like soapy, trashy nonsense, just came out on Netflix. I love it so much. Uh, it's basically like if the Real Housewives decided to be in their 20s and 30s and sell real estate. That's what it is. <laughs> okay. It's okay. literally that. It's trashy horribleness and I love every overproduced second of it. So, <laughs> all right. If you're if you're into that season 5 just dropped on Netflix. Wow, 5. Um yeah, they're they're pretty short. Like they're just like 8 10 episodes per season. Sure. Um and then I watched more of Welcome to the Ballroom. I, of course, watched Moon Knight, which we'll be talking about later. And then um, I love that we're now, like, putting our Webtoon reading up here. <laughs> so I've been, I've been actually on Webtoon for quite a while, but it's just, like, one of those things, like, you do, but you don't know how many people know about it. So 
Mm-hmm. Um, I decided to get caught up. I was really behind on a series I had started a long time ago called True Beauty, which is going to be turned into a K-drama. Um, I think releasing next year, possibly. Um, okay. And then Noblesse, which is uh, already an anime um, that I happened to catch. I can't remember on which streaming service, um, but I saw that it was already out. So I was like, oh, well, mm-hmm. why don't I just go back and read the webtoon um, that started it and then watch the show? So yeah. that's what I've been doing. Cool. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm, I, it's good to get the webtoons in there and stuff. Like, because we've been talking now, you know, I, I mm-hmm. want to get bring attention to it. Yeah. Um, to <clears throat> both manga and the webtoon stuff, because it's you know, as we talked, I think last week or whatever, mm-hmm. this is the this is more the path that Marvel and DC should be on. You know, it's the letting people go free. These unique stories they get picked up. You know, so there's there's a lot there, and I, mm-hmm. the Noble S one I've seen that, like you say, both in anime form. I've seen that around, and I've yep. also seen it recommended as something mm-hmm. to read. So, yeah, I've heard that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, I started um, King of the East and the World After the Fall on there. Nice. Just a little bit of them. Um, the art of King of the East is really cool. It's a lot. It's kind of like. Okay. Somewhere between Dragon Ball and I don't know Inuyasha maybe or something in terms of art style. Okay, um, so blend. yeah, it, it well it's it feels more, which I think is kind of neat. It's like we're getting other cultures that are taking uh, sort of the Japanese style, but maybe something that we haven't seen in a while. Like mm-hmm. you'll see the anime and manga really goes in trends where a lot of stuff kind of can look the same and it sort of evolves over time. And so mm-hmm. some of those things get left behind styles of the past. And so now when you have mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. people in different cultures kind of take it, doing their own take on it, um, we can maybe get some of those older styles back. Sure. Um, Brian so. and I talked specifically about that because we were talking about different anime shows that we kind of liked and watched. And like I, there's not a lot of new stuff that, and I watch. Obviously, my, my life's boring, so I don't watch a lot of new anything. <laughs> but you're talking about these animation styles, and I brought up that I really like that, you know, Cowboy Bebop, Yu Yu Hakusho, Inuyasha, mm-hmm. Dragon mm-hmm. Balls, like that really old, you know, 80s ladies Gundam from like 82, you yeah. know, or 86 or whatever it was. Um, mm-hmm. That style of animation, because I felt it was like very, very uh, purposeful, very, you know, everything was drawn you know it was hand-drawn it looked gorgeous and i love that kind of stuff yeah. studio ghibli or ghibli or ghibli, however you pronounce it really amazing art style well and i think ghibli is more imitated now than yeah. stuff from like the 80s and early 90s you know there's it's harder to find that kind of art style i think animation has improved in series like dramatically Mm -hmm. you know from from the 70s 80s 90s till today now animation in your everyday uh, anime is heads head and shoulders above you know the production values there but art style is definitely evolves i've seen some people put together graphs before and like what your typical anime girl looked like in different decades (laughs) because <laughs> it does like mole, you know. So that's why when something comes around like uh, 
toilet bow and Hanako-kun and uh, this something called the king of whatever or another. They're very, very unique art styles. And mm -hmm. uh, so it's, it's fun to see something that breaks the mold. But yeah. I'm just you laugh at Toilet Bound, but it is, it's not. I'm sorry. You just, I was just so impressed name. you said that. You just said it so straight. You were just like, yeah, obviously, just so offhand, like Toilet Bound Hanako-kun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean. Like, even, I, even as mature as I am with a child and whatnot, it still just makes me giggle a little bit. Like that anime, uh, Stinky Pelipoo. Great. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Very nonchalant, so, easy breezy so tone. Hanako-kun <laughs> is based off of Japanese yokai, and you would ask to talk to him, and he might grant a wish. And uh, it's just think of like a moaning myrtle mm -hmm. stuck in the restroom. It's like, but she grants wishes, right? You know, so it's that kind of thing. It has nothing to do with needing to go to the restroom, like. Yeah, I remember you explaining, like, yeah. when you first brought it up, because you were like, wait, 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 like, let me explain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, but yeah, I'm reading a couple webtoons, reading a few other things of manga. Mm -hmm. I wanted to, like, point out, too, I was looking, um, I was going to almost add this as a news story that I've covered here, that um, mm. I was looking through the Apple bookstore, lists mm -hmm. of comics and graphic novels they give the top 100 sold things you want to know like how many things on that list are not manga so it's it's Five. all graphic novels and manga so it's it's all of it all of it literally all of it yeah well i mean any, any graphic novel you would buy you'd be able to buy on the on Ooh. the app store on the itunes bookstore and graphic and manga mm -hmm. there's like three things Okay, I was close. Manga. I said yeah. five, so and, I was close. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like it's an it's an impressive landslide. There there is yeah. one Moon Knight thing on there. So, Ooh. so then, boy, um, I wonder why that's. Uh... <laughs> I know, but shouldn't it be? It should be filling that list. Moon Knight, Marvel's big thing. I, I know. Where, you I know, know, one thing. But at least it's on there. <laughs> yeah, it's you have to go down to like. 47 i think and it's moon night yeah. so um my dress up darling i finished that now uh nice. done um with that series what's that in on english that. yeah it was um it was a it was a it was a sweet ending so okay um rascal does not dream of bunny girl senpai uh finished that one now as well that was a 13 episode show I think it could have been a little bit Tony's shorter. Giggling again, <laughs> but again, it's a, it's it rattles a, it off. It's so eloquent the way he just. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's uh, I, I'll probably talk about both these shows uh some morning on a mm -hmm. like a anime special thing or something like that. But that's good. And um, yep, Buffy one and two. Yes. I texted you as I like was watching those. Uh, it's pretty funny. But it, it, but enjoyable. It's a the blast from the past. Yeah, I mean, it takes a little bit to get over, especially like it's a it's a bit of a shock seeing it now for the first time. It takes a little bit to get mm. over like '90s era production levels. Mm. Like yep. the music. you do. I love the music. Yes. I definitely, I definitely was one of those like hardcore power nerds that had like. 
Buffy the Vampire Slayer soundtrack CDs. <laughs> Got like my watchers guides back on the uh, wow. old bookshelf over there. Nice. It's For like, real, man. Uh, the, the comment I made when I watched the very first episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I looked over at Nicole and I'm like, this is like looking at like an advertisement for Hot Topic. Yes. <laughs> it's like that. That is what Hot Topic was 15 years ago. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let's see. I, uh, the big rage right now, all the rage mm-hmm. in anime is Spy Family. So new mm-hmm. episode every week. Episode three came out this weekend. Still very good. Very fun. Um, well when animated. You, uh... When you said all the rage, I was expecting you to see into watching the Northman. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, there's definitely some rage in the Northman. I mean, if you um, look at the trailer, that's basically what it is. Yeah. I, I, I upload a little short with a like quick review of it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's worth seeing. I would say, um, if you like this director's other stuff, you can feel the similar kind of tone, but it's a more, um, it's a less, I don't know. The witch is a very slow burn and the lighthouse is very trippy kind mm-hmm. of, uh, you're a little uns. It's really in your head. This is a little, this is more obvious. The plot's more straightforward but it's really cool it's it's based on a nordic tale that inspired um shakespeare's um um we just watched it um macbeth macbeth yes and um so yeah it's a it's a very classic tale done really really well the music's great i love all the viking stuff so but very very graphic very gory mm-hmm. and some of that so nice yeah. Sounds like my kind of movie. Yeah. You'll like it for sure. Um, yeah, that's been my week. All kinds of things. News. Mm-hmm. News. We have we have some a, decent a stories this week. There was some yeah. good stuff up there. So I didn't really order this. We'll see how we uh how we transition between each mm-hmm. one. But uh Thor is coming out sooner than we think. Or Love yes. and Thunder. They actually dropped a trailer for it now. So mm-hmm. that's out in the wild. Did both of you get to see it? Yes. I did. Yeah. And? Okay, for the first, like, two seconds, I wasn't sure that I was watching the trailer or if I was watching some sort of, like, inspirational commercial. <laughs> like, when he was, like, running and I was just like, oh, my God, it's an ad or, like, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, I'll just, like, wait for the trailer to start. And then suddenly, like, Thor was running. And I was like, oh, shit, it is starting. Okay, all right. So this is uh, this is definitely got that, like, different feel. Um, and it's definitely, like, you know, a conti- it's, it's a con- I say different feel, but it's definitely a continuation of, like, Ragnarok. Like, right. Taika Waititi's definitely, like, got a style that he brings that you can feel, but it's definitely not like what we think of as typical Marvel or traditional Marvel. Sure. Which I appreciate. But yeah, I I overall enjoyed the trailer. Okay. Didn't tell me a whole lot of what was going on, but it was fun. Sure. I think that's to its benefit though. I mean, more, I like, I like trailers that leave you guessing like, okay, I kind of want to see it because I, I, 
how are all these things interrelated? Right. Like, how are all these scenes going to make is, a movie? I need to see what that. is this like point here? What is like the the <laughs> story? <laughs> or you could do like what DC does, where it's just, hey, this is literally a 30 second synopsis of the entire movie. You don't need to go see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I like having a little bit of mystery yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Sometimes trailers show way too much. So I'm, I'm fine I, with that. I'm surprised it took so long to get a trailer, but you know, I'm, I'm so I'm surprised that um, I am and I'm not. I mean, I'm surprised that it took so long to get a trailer like this, but I'm sure that they, in the sense of like not really telling us anything about the movie, you'd think they would have had this early on in shooting, like they would have had enough to piece this together. But also, I feel like I really haven't heard that much about Thor: Love and Thunder. Like no. it's been quiet. And all of a sudden it's like, surprise, we're back. Yeah. I I, mean, I, I told my friend when I when I watched because he sent it to me uh, in a text message. And I, I would say Thor and, and the Guardians of the Galaxy are, are probably the last collection of characters that I care about <laughs> from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, and I say this because so I, Doctor I kind of Strange admit- is a no for you. No, no, no. Do- yeah, I mean, do- sorry, I should rephrase that. Yes, Doctor Strange is, I want to see Doctor Strange. I kind of hoping, okay. but what I'm hoping comes from this, I think we kind of touched on this last time, maybe? I don't know. I can't remember. Um, I'm a little, I'm getting a little marveled out to mm-hmm. to where. Yeah, we definitely talked about. Yeah. yeah. You know. We talked I'm, about how the decade long buildup and everything is, and you know, maybe it's kind of a cathartic, like, oh, we, we're done, you know, like breath out, there it was, you know, ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's all right. I I did it. It was this was a huge thing for me, and I, I'm I'm I like Chris Hemsworth Thor, especially because Chris Hemsworth kind of came in and said that he he wanted Thor to be more relatable. Because if you watch the very first Thor movie, and then you watch uh, Ragnarok, that's like two completely different characters. Completely, absolutely. <laughs> And it's because he wanted to change it. Because that Thor was not relatable. He was very rigid. He was very uptight, you know. Um, kind of wasn't a very interesting character. And Chris took it and made it his own. And that's kind of what made Thor so lovable in a lot of the movies that progressed beyond that. Because he kind of put this uh, character together. This kind of interesting, funny, relatable, you know, hot guy care it was a you know it's it a good character and i'm glad he's getting his, his movie but i'm i'm i don't want to sound mean but i'm kind of hoping this is the last of this movie series because i, I... don't want this to turn into something that they keep dragging out now now sure. until should have died a long time ago type of thing. i i think this is his i don't know that it's thor's interesting okay if you okay. i mean for those who have seen the trailer and sort of get a sneak peek about what may be happening to well, Thor, i would say it's not a, I, I mean if this is a secret to anyone oh. i mean the yeah. the unveiling okay. uh you, you get my drift now yeah <laughs> I, I, i'm picking up what you're laying down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay i mean i don't know it, renato tell me if you know what we're talking about because i feel like Anyone that is paying so many to this. things for him, he's probably like, I don't know, I can watch this. <laughs> I just, it's, it's very Tony clear. Tony just blurts it out. Well, you know, 
I've already done one tonight. <laughs> They're just not being secretive about it. So like it's out there. It's not like even leaks or anything like that. They, they had Natalie Portman come on stage in front of thousands of people and the world and hold yes. Mjolnir the hammer. So like it's not oh, okay. Well, this is not that. That's different though. That's a new character. So, they, so they that's can so do... that's what I'm saying. Like I think this is Chris Hemsworth, his last ride, but I don't know that it's Thor's last ride. Yeah. And hopefully they do well with it. You know, Natalie Portman. By the way, talk about like somebody who is super interesting. Natalie Portman, um, classically trained. I think she she's got a PhD, if I'm not mistaken. I think you may I'm, be correct. I think she's been to plenty of school. Yeah. Yeah, and she's like she does a bunch of different stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the shit in your shoe skit was the best one. Oh, <laughs> that's the best oh. thing she's done. Yeah. Oh, hands down, that was Emmy, <laughs> Emmy, you know, Oscar, Academy Award, right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's this idea, like you have Guardians of the Galaxy three, which I'm I'm hoping is going to be as good as you know kind of keeps that same mm-hmm. energy of the other ones but this is that thing where it's like okay you can't keep relying on the right. pillars you've built the last 12 13 years to try to right. get people interested in marvel because if it's a new phase it's a new phase it, yeah like, commit cut it and go like yeah yeah unlike on a larger marvel scale talk and stuff i feel like i feel like basically we talk about it we could talk about it every week i suppose um i had <laughs> attempts to not regurgitate my continual thoughts you know ad nauseum but the i think it goes back to my my critique of loki the tv show loki was uh for me a really fun show but it shouldn't have been a loki show it's not very Loki at all. The character is not particularly Loki. I mean, it's not recognizable to me as Loki. Um, Gar, uh, Thor is kind of the same thing. Like, yeah, he's kind of boring. It may be in the first one or something like that, but that's why he's a good ensemble character because he's maybe doesn't, isn't the character to stand on his own. You know, his, what happens to his teammates, you know, from yeah, Asgard. Still bitter about that. Right. They that is what makes that movie those movies to possibly work. You know, you you have the team, and so then when he's on the Avengers, the same thing. So his shtick was, well, I am very old being, but I am very unfamiliar with the ways of Earth. So that's my comedy thing. Another mm-hmm. for the drinks, you know, classic. So then, yeah, this reinvention, that's fine, but it's not really Thor. It's not look like Thor. Is not the Thor. It's not the Thor character. So, you know, Thor Ragnarok is a very entertaining movie. It's, I think. I think it's very entertaining, but it's not really Thor. And so, I think we're we're having this can be the same thing with this. Taika Waititi puts together some good films for sure, and he has a really good sense of humor. I, I love think. his sense of humor. Um, so, I think the movie is probably going to be fun, but it's not going to be Thor. So, it'd be better if it was just its own thing. And so it's again like we're having Marvel shackle themselves to these characters when they could just sure. move on, come up with new things. Like, do we have to have when it says Marvel banners, does it have to be something that's pre existing? If you want to tell your own thing, just tell your own thing, just do it. So 
that's that's where I fall on this. Mm. I think it's going to be entertaining. I don't think it's yeah. going to look like Thor at all or be anything that is recognizable to as Thor to anyone that's been a fan of Thor over the last 30 years. Um, it'll be recognizable to people that saw Infinity War, uh, Endgame, Ragnarok. and Ragnarok. You know, so I'm excited for it though. I mean, I don't want I don't want like my like curmudgeonly you know comments to overshadow the fact that I I'm gonna go see it because. Sure. Mm-hmm. I like the director's work. I like those cast of characters. I like those actors and actresses. I want to mm-hmm. support that. I'm going to go see it. Yeah, I um I have my own issues with with Thor um chiefly being like where did all his friends go and he keeps getting new friends and it bothers me. Yeah. Like I I I have nothing against like pretty much any of the movies. Um, I loved Kenneth Branagh's version, like the first Thor, because it was very like Shakespearean. That's what I'm about. I love Kenneth Branagh. And yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it wasn't the most exciting movie, but it was a well put together movie. Like Dark World, I think we can all just sort of like set aside and be like, I don't even know what that was. That wasn't even like Thor versus Taika Waititi's Thor. It was just like, that was bad. That was bad news. But the worst of it was, you know, now he he keeps like losing all of like his crew um, from Asgard and he keeps replacing them like, you know, in Ragnarok, he replaces them with them with Hulk and Valkyrie. And then now we're getting him replacing his crew with Guardians of the Galaxy. And I just sort of miss the original camaraderie of that group, the history the stories that could have been told with that group. They were fun. It was a great cast and it just felt like a wasted opportunity to like get Thor tied into the Avengers in some way or like keep utilizing other Avengers casts in different ways. We're like, you don't have to do this. Like people can have their own solo movies and it's fine to not have like, ooh, guest appearance by one of the Avengers. Yeah. Like, who is it gonna be? Didn't have to do that. Yeah. So uh, it's it was a I think a wasted that whole mythology and the whole world is kind of wasted. Uh, in, in my opinion, they, they could have mm-hmm. spent more time there. They could have taken the other characters more seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Loki went Loki in there, went from someone to a God or demigod to be feared to kind of the butt of the joke. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's disappointing. Soon, as soon as Hulk smashed him around in the Avengers yep. movie, and people got a kick out of it as more and more Loki had to become the butt of the joke. Well, it, yeah, he had to be comic relief. And it, mm-hmm. and I mean, it makes sense in a fashion because he's a trickster. So there, there was always going to be some humor associated with him there. And especially when things didn't work out, but it didn't need to be so constant. Mm-hmm. Like he still could have been like, he's supposed to be cunning, right? He's supposed cunning, to like clever, be smart and like, doofus. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Not a doofus. Like some of his plans could have worked out and it could have been interesting. Even Thor. They, they How long has them. Thor been alive? Hmm. Sorry. What did you say, Tony? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. I was like, they, they had moments of him being cunning and they had moments of him where you saw the true Loki character come through. Um, mm-hmm. But to your point, I, I'd like to have saw, seen saw more of those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, obviously... I thought, I I mean, I think the one interesting spot of Dark World is the fact that, like, spoilers, 
uh, Loki does, you know, have a plan work out and he gets rid of Thor and he gets to be king of Asgard. I mean, he has to impersonate his dad to do it, but it's it's a really cunning scheme that works out. And then in Ragnarok, it's like this big joke that like, you know, he's like lounging around being fed grapes and he's kind of like a doofus, like bumbling around and Thor figures it out in like half a second. Yep. I don't know. It could have been more interesting for longer. I, I did think Anthony Hopkins playing that part was actually pretty fun. Oh, absolutely. Well, sure. Him trying yeah. to him trying to like do some mannerisms and just like oh, I mean the, <laughs> Matt Damon playing Loki in the play that Anthony Hopkins is watching. Like I mean, so many good things abound in that scene, but it just could have been more interesting to like have Thor maybe not figure it out that particular second. Mm-hmm. Or some, or something else, or have he had something else up his sleeve? I don't know. Just contingency plans. Yep. Can we also talk like how funny it is when Matt Damon does weird random cameos? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorites. Just oh, so good. The commitment well, on his part. I'm glad uh, we we got the trailer finally. Yeah. I'm happy for those that are still head over heels about all the Marvel stuff. For me, it's a kind of a hot mess. We're going to go from that to another hot mess, but <laughs> one in real life. Um, and the, on also the other kind of side related. of the, the comic yeah. coin, um, Ezra Miller. So Ezra Miller, the star of Flash, or the uh, actor portraying Flash, we talked about him a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. um, because... Law trouble, trouble yes. with the law. Yes. Going into um, getting thrown, assaulting someone, singing karaoke, mm-hmm. getting thrown out. Mm-hmm. Then going into someone's place that he'd been, I think, staying with or whatever, shouting at them, saying, "You know, I'm going to murder you, or, or I'm going to bury you and your slut wife." Uh, stealing God. a passport yeah. and money and stuff. Um, and now. Now he was at a party and people told him to leave. He didn't want to and threw a chair at someone, hitting her in the head, leaving a gash in her forehead. Mm-hmm. So he's been like called, the police have called, been called in uh, regards to Ezra Miller th- like multiple times within a three week span here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, He's like just on the loose and he just keeps getting out right away. I don't know if he's actually seen the inside of a jail cell yet or not. Just like, he's just like, does the paperwork and before they're done with it, he's out. So it's because he, he throws chairs at all. Yeah. <laughs> so the they're two all things, friends now. Yeah. Hey guys. The couple of things with this, obviously, I mean, if you have any thoughts, you know, we have all kinds of celebrity craziness from, from slaps at the Oscars to this, to something we're going to talk about in a little bit, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, it, what do you think, think there? And then also, um, what is DC going to do with them? What is yeah. Warner Brothers going to do with them? So I know, you know, on the heels of these stories, um, there have been several stories, of course, about DC having several emergency meetings about what to do. Nothing official has come of these meetings. Um, which I'm kind of disappointed about. Like, 
how hard is it to make up your mind after this like you know multiple arrest binge in the in the course of like two weeks like drop Ezra or don't I mean that's that's literally the decision you're facing and this is either your limit or it isn't and you have to live with the fact that Ezra could continue to be displaying this kind of behavior and getting in this kind of trouble because clearly they haven't been phased by this you know well without any actual punishment you're not going exactly to so you you have to be aware that if you're deciding to continue you know a relationship with Ezra Miller this kind of thing will be happening on the regular i imagine there's no consequence so why would they stop Um, what do you what's the studio do tony (laughs) what they do i think i think it's a it's a it's a there's two sides to this right i mean there's not there's two sides to every story but there's definitely two sides to this i think one side of this is you know the glaring toxicity of life in in hollywood right i mean these are you you look at people who have no get no ramifications from their their actions or they're sure. they're told that and they're kind of kept in this bubble of yes you know everything you do is is great and you're great and you're always going to be great so go do whatever you want to do and it kind of leads to this you know continued you know like like you were saying this this is not going to stop this 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 behavior this is this is not going to stop at all and these are obviously you know there are chemicals involved in these situations that are probably <laughs> leading to these what? outcomes um but on the other hand the studios like you said you got to make that decision listen this is <laughs> this is a product of the environment that you put this person in so mm-hmm. one you need to make a decision of whether or not you're actually going to cut this person out and mm-hmm. then two if it happens with another person Something else has got to change here. It's either, you know, let's look into, uh, you know, what are we, you know, what what type of people are we hiring? Uh, you know, are we are we providing an environment that feeds this type of right. uh, personality, this type of of issue? You know, I think it's kind of, uh, you know, like I said, multiple different sides here. But mm-hmm. obviously, like I, something's got to be done. I think the studio mm-hmm. has to say something or do something whether they yeah, pull them out put them in probation do whatever it's just looking awkward that they haven't like i'm i'm not saying i know what the decision is but you have to say something well people get fired for what le- i've seen i've seen other marvel and dc and disney actors and actresses get let go for, for less, less than this way less i agree yeah and i don't want to i don't want to sound mean but it's the flash <laughs> but they're kind of they're kind of uh hinging a lot on this potentially i think that's where the dilemma or one of one of the aspects of the dilemma comes in because yeah if you just like well cut them out that's it then what happens to this movie that's coming up that's supposed to be a multiverse thing shows other flashes we have michael keaton coming back like this we movie another is flash but did you got to do I mean, what the studio did with Back to the Future Part Two when uh, what's his face uh, Marty's Marty's dad 
wouldn't mm. come back to do the filming for the second movie, so they just took an actor that looked like him and turned him upside down and had him float with back problems through the scene. Remember that in Back <laughs> no, to the Future Part Two? Yes. <laughs> but it's the movie it's is not like impossible. Done. You know, well, I mean, I know they delayed they can, it. They can't. They can't do anything two. about that. Sure, but they can do anything they want to about future movies. Yeah, but see what? How does how does that go then? You can't be like. Okay, Ezra Miller's gone. By the way, in six months, come see The Flash as we like introduce the multiverse. And they can, but they'll lose so much money doing that. But what like, are they? they? Well, what are they gonna? Will they lose money by people being? I mean, it's the gamble. Like you could lose money yeah. by people being disgusted that they've continued their relationship yeah. with this kind of person and be like, "I'm not going to see that." Or, I mean, they could lose money by just pulling everything. Or they could lose money by, you know, pulling their relationship with Ezra Miller, but still releasing it. It sucks always. What sucks the least? Yeah. Yeah. I would I would actually prefer if they were that worried about it, I would prefer that the studio come out and say. Ezra has had some issues. We're pulling him into uh, meetings to kind of discuss you know, how we can get through this together. What does he need to, you know, mm-hmm. deal with some of this? I mean, at least it shows that they're being proactive at like right, addressing try. that they know it. Yeah. Try. Give a crap. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like yeah, the silence yeah, the, is strange. Yeah. The si- well, the silence is deafening. It's just, you know, take, take a stand, whatever it might be, or, you know, just show that you tried. I mean, maybe well, maybe they're reaching out and and Ezra's not receptive and true. fine, but at least say that then, mm-hmm. you know, say you tried. Then it really is on them. Yeah, and and Put Ezra can be Ezra. right, exactly. Um, and then you know you have some maybe things to say about this is why we severed our relationship. So we tried. The other, other aspect is like Tony, you said you had to look up who this was, he forgot mm-hmm. like who Ezra Miller is. So how many people <laughs> really know who Ezra Miller is and really know about these stories? Like, will this affect, will this actually affect? I understand in the Twitter sphere and like, if you read this Tim tabloids and stuff like that, like there is a, you'll, the news will be there. It will, it's, mm-hmm. but your average moviegoer, like, I don't know, ask your family members, Hey, there's a Flash movie going to be coming out. Do you know who the Flash is? Have you heard about the actor in real life? I bet a lot of people have no idea. So I understand from a perspective of like people that are aware, hey, Warner, why aren't you saying something? But on the other hand, I can see them being like, most people have no idea about this. Why should we say anything until we have something figured out? Because like, you know, we don't want to have... We don't want to have just, this person on the press trail. Yeah. You know, and I just even feel like saying like, we're trying to figure some stuff out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, well, you, you know, totally understandable. Yeah. Like any, any, any one of us in this situation, we, we, each of us have put forth like ideas, but we have no idea what's the right decision. Yeah. But even if they just said, we're trying to figure this out, this is a surprise. You know, it's awful. What's happened please bear with us as we take a minute to think about it. How hard is that? What about the other side of it though, too, where, where 
let's say they they don't address this and they have you know Ezra come back and they they want to do another movie with Gal Gadot or uh, Henry Cavill or uh, Ben Affleck right and they want to introduce the Flash and Batman or something like and they this 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 uh, behavior continues or gets worse right and all of a sudden you're left with those you know three act a list actors and actresses being like no I don't want to I don't want to work wanna, with Ezra I don't yeah. work with Ezra you know, and then Ezra. I mean, obviously that that when that point happens, you kind of see. I, I think you're going to see what happens to every star that gets into the position where no one wants to work with them. They implode, and it mm-hmm. gets ten to a hundred times worse. Worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think the big question that it comes down to: what are they going to do with the upcoming film? Mm-hmm. That's the biggest conundrum. What are you going to do with that? If it's not like it was just in pre-production. Yeah, I was going just going to say. I the- feel like. Fantastic the, Beasts got away with it because it was like, whoop, it's already here. Yep. <laughs> Movie's already yep. basically out, so can't really pull it. Yep. Are you talking about the second one? Third one. Third one. Wait, what issue is the third? Well, no, fan- the third Miller's Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, he, he's, he's a star. Oh, there's Fantastic Beasts. And it was My basically like... Johnny Depp thing. Oh, so sorry. Well, I mean... <laughs> We're going to get too. there. Yeah. We'll yeah, get there. yeah. I was like, but, wow, okay. But yeah, so they they released that movie because of course, like it was basically in the middle of all of this, and it was just like, well, this is way too late to not release this movie. It's already here. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. On that note, so um, <laughs> we probably just yeah. Yeah. It, Sorry. About so that. transition. I feel like normally we don't uh, talk all that much about celebrity stuff on here, but it's just recently again with the Oscar thing. And then when it comes to celebrity deaths, and now this that's just really been out there. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, um, Giant Epp and Amber Heard. Trial has been going on. Um, there was, mm-hmm. I don't know all the, the details, but there was a trial in the UK, I believe. And now there's a defamation suit here in the States. And the trial's been live um, on online. You can watch it. I've watched more of it than i should have <laughs> you know uh i guess i didn't put that in my weekly rundown but that was <laughs> in there too so uh, have you guys been following this at all do you care at all all um, this kind of thing i mean we definitely we're just talking about ezra miller mm-hmm. the deafening silence and we see you know how studios have axed actors left and right when they feel like it one way or another pick and choose of course it's the right to pick and choose but right you know um we I, have uh yeah i this this is this is a very now uh, i'm gonna preface this I, i've been following bits and pieces of the trial right i've, I've read a couple of Same. articles I, I haven't watched any of the videos um of course you know i daily dose of depth and amber heard memes kind of flood the internet and so you see those every once in a while but um this is a very pivotal trial I think on on two big points. One is when you have um, high profile clients or people who get accused of something that immediate action is taken against them without any regard to the backstory to the to the the, the both sides of the stories. Right? It's just immediate boom. Public opinion, court of public opinion. You're done, and it's, mm-hmm. you burn all bridges. Right? I think. That can't happen anymore to anybody. I, I think there, if something happens to a high-profile person, 
I think there needs to be uh okay, what's what actually happened here before any life ruining things happen. Mm-hmm. Two, I think this really brings to light the idea that emotional, physical, and sexual abuse doesn't fall on gender and sexual orientation lines. This mm-hmm. is a issue where you have a man or multiple men who were abused by Amber Heard. And and it's huge to have that have that getting as much televised, having a, a, a group of men who were abused, um, mm-hmm. as opposed to the other way around, that that that, that kind of seems to get more light. And I think that's that's huge. Is mm-hmm. to show that this is a much bigger problem when you add in the other half of the population that gets abused by this or gets gets hurt by this. And I think it's gonna help everybody who is in these types of situations whatever your sexual orientation is whatever your gender is whatever it's gonna i think this is gonna be huge for that andrea yeah i I mean i was actually gonna make that point as well um you know i think the the abuse of men um is is such like a you know a, a topic that people think is like it doesn't really happen i don't really believe it like who would, who would ever, you know, people who do, it's like whoever would believe me because of course, like it's so often heard the other way around. Um, so, you know, if I, even if I speak up, if I feel that it's happening to me, you know, would anyone take me seriously? And the fact that someone this high profile is opening up and saying like, no, this happened to me and I'm, I'm willing to testify. I'm willing to let you into my life to talk to, to everybody about this and have it be you know, so public, it's huge. Um, you know, I, I have heard so much and there is a lot on both sides to paint a picture of, you know, if not abuse by both parties, then certainly unhappiness and anger and acting out by both parties. Um, I've seen some of, you know, what's come to light in court through, you know, videos, through documentation, through texts, through witnesses coming forward. I I have no, like, clear, this is the guilty party, but it does seem to suggest that on both sides there have been some acts of aggression. Um, but, like I said, it is a really big moment for any men or people who identify as men who feel that they've been physically, emotionally, sexually abused. Um, this is like a great moment in the sense of there's representation, there's high profile attention being called to this issue I can hopefully make it an open and safe path for others to come forward to say this happened to me and have people believe them and feel that they could be believed. And to have your, your life flayed open. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's the other thing that, that people, you know, I think kind of gets lost in the minutia of it all, right. Is when, when Depp takes that stand, you're getting an insight into his entire personal life. And that's, I mean, that's, that's hard. I mean, that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons I, you know, I don't use any form of social media or if I have, it's very, very sparingly is because my life is 
it's like that's my personal thing like i don't want people to know every aspect of everything i do i mean granted i mean obviously the beginning of the podcast you got to see that if you did it's very boring but it's my boring (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah it's uh it's been interesting that's for sure um like a couple things strike me from it you guys bring up some some interesting points um it's it is shocking. We were just talking about Ezra Miller. It is shocking how the Hollywood lifestyle really messes people up. Now, I don't know if it's, I don't know which way it necessarily is. If it's, if it's the Hollywood lifestyle and the sort of like icon status, you know, if it's it, a lot of people, they become wealthy and then they experience that a guilt Oh, I have all this money, you know, and other people don't have it. So they either, you know, they get real into policy that is like spread the wealth or they donate a lot themselves or something like that. Cause it's like this feeling of guilt. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're an actor and you're not like creating cures for things, you know, and you're not like, you know, it's you're ultimately you're entertaining. Like a lot of people get more out of movies than, than you might think, but ultimately you're entertaining. And so if you are getting raking in hundreds of millions of dollars and your job is to pretend to be other people for other people's entertainment, I can see people being like, well, you know, am I fulfilled in my purpose in life? You know, am I, am I satisfied? You know, and I would think a person could be, but to me, it suggests maybe it's not. You know, once you reach a certain threshold, it's like, boy, am I worth this much money? And so then it just drives a person nuts. I, I, I don't I don't know if that's an element of it, but to me, it shows like between Ezra Miller and then what has transpired between Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, these people really have problems. And I don't think it's a I don't think it's a, a limited case situation here. I think it's a widespread issue. And um I don't know. I think that's not unique. The the situation with Ezra Miller getting in trouble, you know, if that's substance abuse, if it's anger issues, if it's whatever it is that's causing him to lash out or have these situations, that's not unique. There there are millions of people who have those situations, who have that that problem, right? Depp and Amber, millions of couples have this type of situation. It's just we need this representation. We need this light, like you were saying, is it's okay to get help, to see somebody, to talk to somebody, to admit that this is happening to you because you don't need to live like that. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's hard not to wonder, I think, if this is you know something unique to the celebrity experience um, because, you know, we, we see – things like these, you know, Hollywood star in trouble for pick, pick any number of, you know, whatever, like abuse, alcohol, substance, you know, partying, um, stealing, like anything. And it's hard not to think that there's, yeah, there's something about the Hollywood experience that, you know, kind of intensifies everything and can sort of magnify any maybe underlying issues that a person already has. And then I and then I stop and think, perhaps that, but perhaps also 
You know, if we put a microscopic lens on any other group of people, we find these same things. You know, if we if we put a microscope on um and and to the level that we do with like Hollywood celebrities, to like CEOs, you know, people who are just sure. like independently wealthy who have invested well, um or you know, like people who are up and coming and and have just made their own money, a group of doctors, I don't know. Like would yeah. we find these same issues especially because it's that magnif is it is it the magnifying glass or is it like the fact that these issues already exist in other groups of people but we just hear about it because we're so hyper focused on this group of people i sure. don't know probably it's probably a both and but it's okay. it, you know it it's hard not to like think that it's something that's unique to Hollywood when we hear about it so often coming from there. Well, my, my favorite was when, uh, when they were filming Lord of the Rings and Elijah Wood got in a lot of trouble because he got drunk and peed in the fountain on yeah. Cuba street. Um, and I, I actually, when I, when I went there, I actually saw that fountain. I got a picture of it. <laughs> um, did you it? No, I did not, but I that's did great. get really drunk and fall into it. Um, nice. I will say this though, but like, like that came out and like, ah, oh, Elijah Wood in trouble with uh, Wellington right. police because he peed, he got drunk and peed in this fountain. And I'm like, that is literally a slow Friday in frat row at the U of M. Like, absolutely. Like, do you know how many people I have seen at like two in the morning peeing into the pool at a rec center at the U of M? Like, come on, man. Yeah. Yep. Right. No, I, I absolutely understand your points. Uh, that makes a lot of sense because, you know, right. We focus on these people. They are celebrities. So we, right. you know, they're in the news. We want to know, yeah, the we want to know every doctors, aspect of their lives. Yeah. And every aspect of their lives can't be like perfect and rosy. Like they're, mm -hmm. they're people. Yeah. yeah. They're not. Yeah. Exactly. The, the group of surgeons down the street that get together and like have heroin parties, you know, or whatever. And lots of hookers we don't hear about because they're not celebrities. That's even disgusting. Though. Where, John? Where <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just so I know to like avoid that area. Yeah. I just need to know where it is. I yeah. will. Uh, I mean, I'll share a story. Like I worked as a bartender uh, quite a while back. And um, I, uh, of a Friday night, noticed that I was serving a group of policemen. Getting drunk in a bar on a Friday. And then, you know, they all got up and grabbed their keys and drove home. Absolutely smashed. Like, mm -hmm. if they were celebrities, would that have been, like, front page news? Like, they're a group of policemen who should know better. You should have got all their badge numbers. I should have. I should have. Were they on duty or off but, but, I mean, it was, and it was to the level where I had to tell my manager, like, I need to cut them off. I am very uncomfortable right now but I need to cut them off. Like I'm, I'm about to like overserve these people. Like it's mm -hmm. this kind of, you know? Yeah. I mean, but if they were all celebrities, would that have been like front page news? Like, I don't know what they went off and did. I don't know if they all made it home safe. You know, sure. I don't, I don't know if there was like incidents that occurred from this, whether, you know, like accidents or, or domestic disputes that may have happened because, Somebody was overserved. Well, not overserved, but like, you know what I mean? Was mm -hmm. the potential to be overserved. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like at that level of like, this is how drunk I am. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know what happened, but and if they were I, a celebrity, we could have maybe found out. The access to the money definitely helps amplify things because it puts right. you in different situations and gives right. you re more resources. I mean, per Depp's testimony, anyways, had a bottle thrown at him that severed the end of his finger, and then I he know. chose to like dip that it in insane. like paint and stuff, and with mixture of blood and paint, write a bunch of things on like the walls and the all the stuff hear about that oh my god yeah, yeah insane i was just reading about that because I, re so, I remember i i <laughs> caught up on like some of the things that you know they had accused each other of doing but i clearly didn't know everything yeah yeah it's i think that um i have to say that one i'm glad that this trial unlike some others is you're able to watch there and you mm -hmm. can just watch the whole thing i think that um i think that the only, from what I've seen, the only real um, abuse, like in terms of something that would be considered criminal or extreme, um, has come from Amber Heard, but their relationship was clearly incredibly toxic and bad. Um, the texts and stuff they've sent back into each to each other is insane. Like the ups and downs of their relationship is insane the drug abuse uh by the pair of them is insane and what? i drug <laughs> abuse i, I In think hollywood what is this 420 yeah oh. <laughs> and i think that um you know like you say the trial is important i think from what i understand that Depp doesn't have a great chance here necessarily because um one when they divorced there was a joint statement that was written by lawyers mm -hmm. and the both of them signed the joint statement now Depp, the idea was that i wanted to sign the joint statement to make this be oh. as amicable as possible and move forward well then the um the piece written by Amber Heard comes out that is talking about their relationship and things that happened and then continuing on to talk about abuse, though she did not specifically name him. So in the joint statement that they had signed, it was listed that neither of them had done any lied about what they had done and like done anything wrong mm -hmm. to the other person, basically. So it's like really like kind of this I'm Johnny Depp. I apologize. That's what it was. So, I mean, that's like kind of a legal thing. Mm -hmm. And so he's though Amber Heard has done all this crazy shit, literally shitting in the bed. Um, it's he's she's being sued for one thing, for defamation defamation based on mm -hmm. one thing she wrote. And I don't know if that's gonna if it's gonna hold up. You know, but does it sense. matter? Yeah, I mean, all that you right, all the mean? evidence is being aired. You know, all that stuff. That's, so right, like, I mean, that's kind of. The, I think that's probably the point. Like, even if Depp Depp thinks or his team thinks he can't win, the point is getting this far and getting these issues heard. Sure. She has a terrible last name for this. Yeah. I keep I keep saying that and then being like, I'm not like direct, directly referencing Amber Heard. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, that's kind of the point is to at least give Depp an arena to talk about this and to maybe change the court of public opinion, even if the actual court doesn't decide in his favor. Sure. You think they had a lot of fun at the deposition? Oh, <laughs> sorry. I just want. I don't think there's a lot of fun being had. Honestly, I don't think uh, <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, thanks we for your input, guys. On that. Oh, go ahead. You got some more. Burning. I want to talk well, about Netflix burning. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> let's do. Or unless we want to do, do we have any Moon Knight or Netflix? No, no, no. We got. We got to talk about. Um, I think maybe if we have time, there's one other thing. But yeah, we got. Netflix and Andrew, you have a kind of follow-up yes. article that talking about some of the actions here. So, um, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Netflix. Um, Netflix has been the king of streaming for a long time. Made their transition from shipping you DVDs, uh, which they still do, uh, to digital streaming <laughs> now, and uh, they put a lot of programs out there that people are familiar with. But they have now. Um, in the first time in many years, uh, lost subscribers and mm -hmm. a fair substantial amount. So yep. 200,000 subscribers down. And this is in a quarter that they expected to gain subscribers. Mm -hmm. So it, besides not meeting the expectation of increased customers, they actually didn't hit lost. that and then lost a significant amount. And they're now projecting further losses in the following quarter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Netflix is like basically in like panic mode there and they're doing two things to address it. They're one starting to limit the number of households that can share a Netflix account. Um they're definitely like stopping it in certain countries and I read that in the US they're going to limit it to like two or something. Okay. So I think they were like not bold enough to just like cut it out completely in the US which I think is hilarious. Um, and then the second thing that they're doing is, uh, this is the article that I found, um, they're, they're seriously considering um, having ads in their programming. There are, again, certain shows that they said that they would not do it for, but for like other ones, like they were talking about like Stranger Things was, you know, number one on the list of like, we wouldn't interrupt this amazing programming, but really, I mean, like, that's kind of the point, isn't it? Um, so, cause I mean, you'd want, if you're getting ads, you want them to be on things that are going to be seen, but sure. whatever, I digress. The point is they're seriously considering adding ads into the experience, which I cannot say enough how much I would hate, hate, I hate, would, hate. I would cancel. Well, okay. So there's two things. So from a business perspective, Netflix is a super interesting company because mm -hmm. when they came out, I mean, they, who was their biggest competitor when they came out? Blockbuster, Blockbuster right? Aww. First of all, I <laughs> love Blockbuster. I think love now is the time for Blockbuster to resurrect itself. Yes. Yes, the walk-in and the smell of Blockbuster, yes. the popcorn mixed with the plastic. The excitement. Oh. The excitement Elon's of like racing to the Twitter. wall to see if they still yes. had a copy of the movie you wanted to rent. Friday night. Mm. Oh, we're gonna go to Blockbuster because your mom and your your dad and I have a date night. Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. Um, 
so they they came out and it was great because we when when it was um the dvds right i mean we had uh we didn't we didn't share a netflix account when i was in college because when we were, when i was in college it was you just got the dvds mailed to you so right. we had one guy on our dorm floor because you could get three dvds mailed to you i think with like nice. the premium you get yep three. yep and so we would do a round robin where we would ask for a movie and they would give it to us and we'd watch it and we'd give it back. And it was like a daily thing. We, we would nice. get movies sent back and forth. Um, but now, the reason that Netflix got so popular, especially back in that day, is you could get new releases really early. So you could get the the new James Bond or you could get the new whatever, the, the new mission impossible movie or whatever it was the big mm -hmm. ticket movie at the time and you'd see it early before hbo picked it up before uh, mm -hmm. uh showtime picked it up stars picked it up any of those where you had to have a cable subscription to watch them right you could get them on netflix well you know fast forward 15 years and here we are we got cnn plus oh wait no we don't uh you have <laughs> disney plus sorry <laughs> You have Disney Plus, you have Hulu Plus, you have uh, HBO Max, you have uh, Netflix, Peacock, you got Paramount, Par Peacock, Paramount Plus, Apple Plus. You have all these. So all the pluses, all the, all the pluses, right? So you have all these movie studios coming out with their own friggin', you know, streaming thing, streaming app. They have no incentive to give their stuff to uh, Netflix. So right, Netflix yeah. is now in a station where they're like, okay, we have one of two options. We have to double down and make really good stuff, right? Like we have to now actually pick and choose what we dip money into instead of throw everything right. at everything and we just get a bunch of trash Netflix right. shows. We have to pick and choose because they're going to be our shows and we want to bring outside subscribers to mm -hmm. our app for those shows. Right. Or we now have to degrade ourselves with what Hulu – was all the time Ugh. which is why who got away with it is no. put ads in and my my final thought on this is if you do that fine but you bring him in at a base price you don't take what i'm paying now and make they that did. the ad version yeah no they did they did acknowledge that that if they brought in ads the the subscription price would be lowered so fine. i mean i just didn't so, want them to take mine and jack jack it up Right, exactly. Well, I mean, they say that they were going to like lower the price, but I mean, obviously, you know, they, they, this is all hypothetical, so I don't really know what the case would be. But they did acknowledge in the article that they were like, if we bring ads to the experience, it is more affordable for like the average base user, so we could drop our prices and have it be more competitive, more reasonable, a la Hulu. Some mm -hmm. as being as somebody who has Hulu right. and just like hates ad placements, I would hate this because Hulu always puts ads in like the worst spots. The worst. Somebody <laughs> is like mid-sentence and they're like yes. popping up with an ad, and I'm like, what? And like, the killer is <laughs> No! Like, uh it's just awful. I really there, there are some shows that I'm really into on Hulu, but I could so lose that so much easier than Netflix because I hate those ads. Well, and... and I, I mean, I, they also don't make as much quality content as I think Netflix does. No. Um, I mean, Netflix does make some, like, 
special trash too, but they do make some good shows. Well, the household things. thing is different, is unique too, because I actually share a subscription with my parents. Sure. So, and my and here's the funny part: my parents live back in Minnesota, but they travel across the country. Not only do they travel around the world, but they they have two. They have, it's Minnesota and DC, and then sure. I'm in Mississippi. So you have you have mm-hmm. if they're if they're gonna start pinging IP addresses, then they're gonna yeah. get like. All yeah. over the place. <laughs> well, how many people Sharon do you have in this like account? Sharon was like twenty households. <laughs> right? No, it's just it's two. We just happen to move all the time. Right. So, um, it's interesting with that because the the password thing. Do you feel like that's a a reason for a loss of subscribers? Because that'd be a loss of view time if they're going to crack down. You know, and yeah. have they been doing this or are they going to do it? Because I guarantee you, no one's canceling Netflix because. They're allegedly going to crack down on right. it. If so, they have been cracking down on it, they've then... been testing it out in other countries. They have they have rolled nothing out. I think in the U.S. or Canada for okay. sure. I don't. I couldn't tell you about other countries. So maybe um, they'd lose some subscribers with their splitting the cost. You know, right. as opposed to just borrowing, hey, you can you know watch this too. They're splitting the cost, and now they can't split the cost. So now we're going to cancel it. Mm-hmm. But is is this the hill you want to die on, John? Like, is this is this the hill Netflix wants to die on? Mm-hmm. We need everybody to have their own subscription. If that's where you're gonna draw your line, really? All right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess I would prefer it there rather than the ads, but I like neither of these. <laughs> I think Netflix it, it, is look, just like panicking is... very early. If the value proposition is there then everybody should be willing to pay for their own account. You don't have to share it. Like if the value proposition isn't there, then you need, you feel the urge, the need to share it. So if it's like, well, $15, $18, $20 a month is not enough for me alone to watch this content that I need to share it with people and split the cost. Then, then that says that their service is too expensive or the shows aren't good enough, you know. Good point. It's a good point. I mean, I don't, I don't try to share. I don't need to. I feel like, oh, I should share the cost of my uh, Shonen Jump subscription. That's two ninety nine a month. <laughs> you know, like you get your own Shonen and you, Jump. You have been sharing your password with me. No, <laughs> it's two ninety nine a month. Cheap skate. I am so cheap. <laughs> <laughs> so. I, I'm totally fine if they want to, you know, like, hey, you know, a household gets to share this, not for families in different countries, you know, like, I'm mm-hmm. totally fine with that. But yeah, you can expect to lose a few people doing that. The other side is, like you said, Tony, there's all these different streaming services now. And a lot of the things that got a lot of watch hours on Netflix are gone. You know, the Marvel shows are gone. Friends is gone. The Office. Yep. These are like the titans of their, you know, other than some of the things like Stranger Things or something like that, you know, like that's, these are a big deal for them. So Mm -hmm. we saw, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, John, I didn't mean to cock over you there. I was going to say, what's funny with Stranger Things, you bring that up. I would actually rather pay like 30 bucks to buy a season of Stranger mm. Things digital seasons than to have three months of a U- of a Netflix subscription. 
yeah i i, I was i'm too like i want to can- i'm ready to cancel disney plus like i have it out of obligation to for the podcast to watch moon Knight, but i'm <laughs> ready to cancel it but i know that i want to watch daredevil at some point and it's like if i could just buy it like i'll give you my money right. there you know but that's what they don't want they don't want me canceling their service the continual monthly revenue for the one-time hit of buying something on right. Blu-ray. So. Yeah, which is the it. shitty part about, you know, physical copies of things not really being made anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, to, to access them, you have to like get streaming, but like what, what happens if that streaming service goes away? Like what, what happens to that content? You know, I mean, is this going to be the model forever? Are these services going to be around forever? Um, if they're not, then like, why don't I get a chance to buy what I want? Yeah. The sense of ownership on all forms of entertainment is definitely something that is uh, quickly leaving, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and there's some holdouts like vinyl, their resurgence of vinyl records, right. you know, that's a kind of... Yep. A kickback all of a sudden <laughs> like hey you know it's maybe someone wants to collect something and feel like they actually possess something mm-hmm. that can't be taken away from them so but in most forms of media i don't know i don't know if that's gonna shift ever because yeah you're right if netflix just like really hits rock bottom i mean they'll probably sell off all their ip you know they'll sell everything off and it will be available on some other service then you know but then i gotta go get that other service depending on how much i care about that ip mm-hmm. yep. and i don't want to do that i'd no, rather I, I want i want it all back on netflix i want my one subscription instead of my 12 subscriptions well you could yeah. you could do you could, i don't know like you could do it this way too is we all pitch in and like i'll do netflix and disney plus and then you guys <laughs> get my password. And then Andrea does HBO Max and Amazon Prime. And then we get so it's like we're all we 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 get twelve streaming services, but we're only paying for four. Yes. <laughs> oh my god! I'm, go count your pennies somewhere, Tony. I just like oh, I'm I'm penny counting with Tony. Absolutely. <laughs> In. Uh, I mean. It, I think I definitely think this is a multifaceted thing. Um, I'm surprised that it's so surprising to them, you know, that Mm -hmm. their estimations or projections were so far off, but it seems like a a correction here. I mean, how long do you think you're going to remain so far in the lead here with all these other services coming up? Mm -hmm. You know, I think, I think ultimately it's only going to be better. We've, we had the announcement that, HBO Max has seen a big spike in subscribers. So mm-hmm. if a fair chunk of people maybe left Netflix and thought they'd give HBO Max a try. Um, really good. Yeah. It's, it's really good. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have HBO Max and that Same would be the piece. last one I would get rid of. And it's going to get better because now it's together with Discovery Plus. Like mm-hmm. once that finally goes through, you're going to have Discovery Plus and HBO Max. It's like, You've got a real empire there now uh, competing in the streaming service space. And uh, didn't HBO Max get something else too? I feel like I just um, read about an acquisition they made. I I thought it's on. It's um, HBO aren't HBO Max 
Hulu, Disney, ESPN, and Discovery all aren't they all? Doesn't Disney own all of that? No. 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 CNN no. plus HBO Max and Discovery. Yeah. Right. That yes. was one of those three. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No. Disney. Disney has the is the you know everything Disney has, but then the part ownership of Hulu, and then uh, ESPN. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see. I'm trying to see if there was some other acquisition that um, you were yeah, talking I've... about recently. Um, you know, it's this news story. HBO Max gained 3 million subscribers before splitting from AT&T. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the big bang theory, John. Oh, yay. <laughs> Look, I want to say, I, I do, it's a good show. I, I don't have a problem with the show. I, it's actually I, it's good and then you remove the laugh track if you watch it without the laugh track it is hard to watch because they time it for the laugh track and it just makes the conversations so weird and and awkward hmm. but i, I like know it. you could do that i didn't know you could I do love that that show yeah well you got to find it on youtube there's like they'll oh up, okay they'll put okay. up episodes without the laugh track and it's okay. funny huh okay so yeah, that's uh that's Netflix, the uh, king of streaming, maybe not forever. Um like I maybe said, there's a re- I, repositioning in the market here. No king rules forever, John. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I think they're just panicking a little too hard, a little too early. Like I, I, mean, I get that like this this wasn't a great quarter for you guys, but like maybe actually see what happens next quarter. And true. then maybe pick one lane. And don't try both. This has, you know what I mean? Like, try one thing. Pick one thing and try it. I mean, I agree that you don't need to panic. But this is a remarkable event in the course of their history. I I get it. Both both Disney now and uh, just stock value. Disney and Netflix stock value tanking, just absolutely tanking. Um, And so, well. Disney's stock value is tanking because of other reasons. Besides, I was going to say <laughs> those two aren't aren't tied together. Just, I mean, the the these are the streaming kings, though. These are the yeah, these no, are the two it. that are like at the top, and we're seeing a shift. And so, yeah, but don't like, don't panic. You, but yeah, I just I just think you can't expect to see like forever growth. Like, who has ever been in the stock market been like I always see profits with this one? You know what I mean? Like Warren Buffett in the S and P five hundred. I mean, usually it <laughs> slows though, right? You know, oh, growth is slowing, and then your stock mar- your stock value starts taking a hit. Not sure. like a nosedive. Sure. You know? Well, it's, so it's not so much I that mean, you're 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 stalling; it's that you're missing your projections. You're gonna tell they they tell Wall Street one thing. Netflix is like, oh, bruh, we're gonna crush it, yeah, bruh. Correct. And then right. they come back and they're like, that's we didn't what... crush it, and they're like, but that's a management right. of the stock value. If you go ahead and you, you know, you, you would under project sometimes so you can potentially outperform, you know, look, Never do that. Never do that. Yeah. (laughs) Never do that. No, that's, that's, it's, 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 it's so two-sided because you're right, John. You're like, oh, well, they'll just, all the underperform, was it under promise over deliver all the time? Exactly. Yeah. You can't, you can't. I mean, that's. Because then it seems like you don't have confidence. Right. That's, that's the danger of the stock market in particular. Right. It's not like you're reporting to a boss or a manager and you can just like 
under promise over deliver. You're like, got to sell the confidence at the same time that you have to be like, I don't know, realistic enough that if you don't hit your production projections, like, yeah, it's not a big crisis, but somebody could have just been like a little too like selling it and making up for, and then now they're creating this market chaos. I mean, you have, you have hedge funds. There was a hedge fund that just dumped their Netflix stock for a $400 million loss. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what happens here. I mean, you, your company comes in and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm going to hit here. You don't. Oh, your stock price is going to take a hit. If you underdeliver, it's people are going to pull out early. And then all this, it's like, you know, it's, it's tough. BT Dubs, I well, just checked the chat and Renato's in for password sharing. So we got our third. The we don't even need John. No, you're out. Renato's in. You're out, John. That is that is fine. I don't I don't want to give most of these companies my money anyways. So keep your can... three dollar cheap crunchy roll. Yeah. Wait, not crunchy roll is like crunchy roll's decent, yeah. Oh yeah, crunchy roll's like five a month or yeah, seven it's like I think so, they have like three different tiers too for Crunchyroll, or they okay. did for a while. I don't know if they yeah, still. And do. now it's kind of uh, restructured, but yeah. I haven't I haven't looked in a long time. But the other thing that's you know it's significant with this because when was the last time any of you guys canceled one of your subscriptions? Ooh. I don't know. We used to do that thing with HBO, especially where you'd like threatened yes. to cancel and they'd give it to you yes. again and yeah. right when you, when you had to deal with the cable companies yeah yeah, mm -hmm. I, yeah I, I, haven't, I haven't canceled like, in a while that's why this is another reason that this is like a standout because you don't uh, i think a lot of people don't cancel if they're not going somewhere somewhere else potentially and the whole reason everybody wanted to go subscription model all the time was because of the customer retention Mm -hmm. You know, you get people that subscribe to things all the time and then kind of forget about it or it's a bother to go and cancel it. It's just it versus like signing that check every month. Mm -hmm. It just happens. And um, yeah, so this is a, a, a conscious move by yeah. 200,000 people. Yeah, see, and that's that's funny because I had to think I don't I don't think I've I've canceled. Oh, Amazon Prime. I, I canceled Amazon Prime, but I just use my dad's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god see doesn't even count doesn't even count so, so, that's the thing though like you, you, and here's why i, I won't like i i won't no, we cancel, know why yeah cancel yeah. disney plus I, i'm too lazy and every once in a while i like to watch a pixar movie and it's worth 10 bucks mm -hmm. yeah with it with a kid growing up i mean disney plus is probably one of the, the last ones i would yeah. um I'm like I'm I'm about two seconds away from canceling Hulu. I just can't yeah, with it. I can't with Hulu. Okay. Well, I don't know. Well. We have we have the whole deal the like the bundle um, of Disney yeah. Plus and Hulu and, and oh, ESPN Plus. I was going to do that. Yeah. I mean, we we I, I mean for Disney Plus, I love it, of course. And and Chris and I both use ESPN Plus because we're you know uh, fantasy football nerds. Um, but like, even that doesn't feel worth it to just like have Hulu in there anymore. Sure. You know I, what I mean, like, I'm just so like, ugh, like over it. Like I'd I love bought, to kick it out. I bought for the first time the, um, uh, NFL season ticket. Nice. That app. It was like, a, it was, like, I think it was 
And it, I mean, it was, here's the thing is, is I, I, I will go to live games when I'm back home. Cause I'm my, my family does the season tickets for the Vikings. Um, and they've been season ticket holders for like 40 some years. Nice. Um, and they just pass it on <laughs> to the next person in the family. That's um, awesome. That is so cool. And I paid for it. And the funny part was, is that you get all, you get all the games except the games that are blacked out because they're shown on cable. Mm. And I don't have cable, so I don't get to watch those games. Mean. But I, I bought it because I wanted to watch the Vikings really badly, sure. and they don't have it. They don't. You will never find a channel down here that has. No, it. no, you wouldn't. They're playing the Saints. Yeah. Um. So or the Falcons. Isn't, so. isn't it an odd? Isn't it so odd the contractual deals that sports works out everywhere? Yes. You know, well, very weird. I think MLB just did a work, thing with Apple, it's and like so strange. NFL has been doing the deal with Amazon or with Amazon. It's just mm-hmm. like. Yeah, all the rules, the local stuff, when they, it's very, it feels very archaic, yet it's continuing. You know, it's not something that seems like it's going to end. Well, I, I gave my NFL ticket password to my dad because when he was in D.C., he wants to watch the Vikings game. And we realized real quick, boy, did they crack down hard okay. on password sharing. Because mm. I turned, like, I... I was, um, my dad was watching the Vikings in DC and I came back from the gym and, on uh, like over fall and I, and I went in to watch the Vikings. I turned it on here and my dad texts me and he's like, I just got booted off. Like <laughs> they literally, a, a, a screen comes up and says, this account is being used in another area. And sure. it, it like logs out the previous person. I'm like, sure, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. All and right. That, that one is too expensive to have too. So mm. that's an expensive subscription. Yeah, it is. We've been on the verge, but haven't pulled that trigger yet. It's it's worth it if you watch enough football. It is a hundred percent. We do. Worth it. We do. We yeah. watch a lot of football. <laughs> it's worth it. Well, um, you know, football might be worth it. Is uh Marvel's latest worth it? We're gonna find <laughs> out. Um Segway. Moon Knight on Disney Plus uh, <laughs> from Marvel episodes three and four. Um, Renato, I know that uh, you know. Thank you very much for being in chat. I know you haven't seen these yet, so I am sorry, but we will be getting spoilery about. Before Moon we get Knight. spoilery, can mm-hmm. can I share some nerdy nerdy fun? Um, I definitely was like uh, getting getting dressed for tonight's show because i've been doing housework all day not because i haven't been dressed all day um but oh, i was you like just got everybody's hopes up they're all like whoa <laughs> Andrew, right. hey. what does andrea do <laughs> yeah um but yeah so i was i was like putting on like actual decent clothes instead of my like paint covered you know crappy mm-hmm. stuff and i found uh my necklace that i got in greece but it's my name in Egyptian hieroglyphics. Oh, cool. And I was just like, blast from the past. Like, I haven't seen this thing since like ninth grade when I went on this trip. That's fun. That's really So cool. I decided to put it on and wear it tonight. And I mean, I don't know for certain that it's my name in hieroglyphics. It could be anything. Because <laughs> I just, don't read hieroglyphics. I'm not Stephen Grant <laughs> like... from this Moon Knight series, but... Yeah. Pretend it says my name. I mean, 
Google Translate it. <laughs> yeah, Google Translate. Do they do hieroglyphics yeah. yet? I don't know. They should, man. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so it says my name, and then on the back, I think it it has a blessing from Nefertiri. Oh. At least, again, oh. that's what I was told. Right. It yeah. also says made in China. It does. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, there it is. No. Oh, I was like, oh my god, does it actually? Say? No, no, it doesn't. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, so well, I just cool. I decided to wear that, and we'll be obviously wearing it when we discuss the final episodes of Moon Knight. So Perfect. Like, hey, why not? Perfect. Yeah. Well, we are um, with episode three. We're halfway through the series now, the mini series. Um, we had you on last time, Tony, to talk about. Moon Knight as well. It started. So, how is the series progressing for you as we enter the third and fourth episode? Um, you know, I watched I watched them back to back. Um, actually, mm-hmm. I watched them back to back today, not knowing that you were going to have me on the podcast. So it was actually a nice little surprise Perfect. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was trying to catch up, and this is one of the rare occasions where I get to say I told you so to John. <laughs> I'm very excited about that. Okay, okay yeah. Lay I mean, it on you're, him, you're Tony. Right, rare occasion, you know. You're right. I'm trying to think of one else that would be that you've told me that, but I'm I'm interested. I'm intrigued. Lay it on I don't him, know where say you're going. The other time was the argument we had of of John Deere over uh one of your other tractors that you like, and I said John Deere was the best. And just... <laughs> yeah, you're just trying to bother me again. That's not even. <laughs> Even remotely true. Okay. Uh, but right. uh, no, so we were. I I went into the one of the episodes. Um, you know, do you if we're gonna talk like in order? I guess in, in episode three, um, it picked up like really quick. Like they really rushed into that episode. Um, mm-hmm. I actually wrote down. I was confused that I I had somehow missed something. Like when they all of a sudden he's running across the rooftops and he jumps. Mm-hmm. And he's like, ah, oh, ah, oh, I was gonna talk to that guy. And I'm like, wait were you or are you just here <laughs> like what is going on um and so i like that they kind of had this like jason Bourne type you know mi you know uh mission impossible type running across the rooftop scenes which i think is getting a little overdone in hollywood now but it's um, gotta have it um no, it and then <laughs> so i think was... i think we all can like generally agree on that statement like yeah. It's a little oh, overdone. I was a little, I was actually less disappointed in the running on the rooftops than I was in the following, like, he runs over a truck while somebody else is running in a street. And I'm like, that is not the quickest way to get to did, somebody. Did like, why 100%? do people run over vehicles? Don't do that. Did you, did you see where they swapped from, what's, is it uh, Oscar Isaac? Is that the, the main yeah. actor? Mm-hmm. Where they swapped from his stunt double to him? yeah oh really it, oh it was no. so obvious yeah, yeah. It, it felt bad it was right at the truck scene also he's like behind the truck and then oscar yeah. isaac runs up from behind yeah the, the whole thing was like so unnecessary and then yeah then we get like here's our stunt double here's oscar isaac getting up yep oh man um so i thought that was kind of cool so, yeah. i did like that they they, they had um because the third one third episode they kind of introduced the other gods they're like yep nope this mm-hmm. is there are other gods and they do exist and they have the avatar with the pantheons and everyone kind of comes and speaks and then they uh, what i was kind of hoping they would would do more is i was hoping that the, the 
the characters or the people that they chose to be their avatars would be like reflective of what that god would be like in 21st century right Ooh. so you had you had you had uh osiris they had the, the osiris who's obviously the god of the dead but it was just like a normal guy and i'm like oh i wish he was like an undertaker like i wish it was just like a guy you could tell was an undertaker it would have been the avatar sure. of osiris I, yeah i mean i kind of feel like they did that but like so lightly yes do you know what i mean was. like it was so lightly that it's almost not but sort of it's mm-hmm. very half-baked it like, is. I mean, because, like, you talk about it, like, Osiris' avatar, you know, was, like, like dress up in a suit, sort of, maybe, kind of, you was know. Was that Osiris, or was that Horus? Was that Horus? Because Horus is, like, isn't he, like, the, the main... It be Ra. Well, yeah, but I don't think they mentioned Ra having... They no. don't. Yeah. Which, like, so it's, it's kind of unclear, leather, like, the Ennead who, I don't know, to me anyway, I mean, I felt like I studied Egyptian mythology, but I was sort of like, so it was like, and he had top, top tier, or like second top tier, like, are we just excluding Ra? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, we're in, the, I mean, their pantheon is mind-blowingly big. Exactly. Um, oh, right. So I, I, I kind of like that. Um, didn't, wasn't really much of a trial, as it was just a, Oh, we just don't believe the. Uh, I'm never gonna pronounce his name right. The Moon Knights. Kanchu. Kanchu, thank you, Kanchu. Mm-hmm. We don't believe Kanchu because we just don't like. We him. just don't like so, him. Yeah. Everything he it says. It was such is a BS. farce. Yeah. And then uh, I did read your notes, Andrea. I agree. Ethan Hawke, crushing it. But my God, is his character? You just want to punch him in the face in the every face. time he talks. <laughs> My God! Just so oh. condescending and so like. Mm, mm. <laughs> Let me tell you about you. Yeah. Like I ugh. used to be Kanchu's avatar. You don't know. It's like it's all, oh God, he's just on, so man. smug and blah. Like yeah. <laughs> so I, I and I like that dialogue. What I really liked was that there was a point in in this third episode where it was very switched from the first couple episodes where like you were following in Steven. So you would get these laps mm-hmm. in time from Steven's perspective. Well, all of a sudden Steven would be like, I don't, where am I? Like, I don't know how I got here. And you wouldn't be able to see Mark's part. And mm-hmm. what I really liked that they did in this episode is they switched that where you're following Mark and all of a sudden Mark has a lapse and then he comes mm-hmm. back and he's like, what, what just happened? And you're like, Oh, mm-hmm. cause then Steven took over, right? Yeah. You don't get to see that. So it's like, you don't get to see, the full part of it in certain areas. And I really like how they, they kind of, they kind of switch that a little bit to kind of draw attention to who's now the main character that mm-hmm. you're trying to focus on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, I've always liked that like very just disorienting transition because I am, I imagine for somebody who does have multiple personalities, it is very disorienting. I can't imagine that it's just like some sort of like, one than the other smooth thing. I'm sure that, you know, not speaking as somebody who knows, but I I would guess that it's not just this like easy thing that happens. I don't know what it would be like, but I just, I can't imagine that it would just be like, sure, I'm one, now I'm two. So I've I've always liked that sort of off-putting, off-kilter sense that we get as we're kind of, 
transitioning from Mark to Steven or Steven to Mark. Sure. I like the, uh, I think it's Layla. Is that mm-hmm. the yep. Layla? Yep. Um, I think she's, she's kind of playing this role of like, uh, she, she reminds me of a like Indiana Jones type character. Like she, she knows what she's doing. She's kind of got her feet under her, you know, she's, you know, daughter to an archaeologist. She's knowledgeable. She can kind I of play this. I love, role. yeah, I love the whole scene where she's like creating the, the fake passport and it's just so like routine, like her and this chick, you know. I don't, I don't know who she is, but they have such great, like, rapport. I did not need to know her backstory to feel that they had a backstory. Like, mm-hmm. everything about this was just so, like, we've done this how many times together? Like, I'm handing you your glasses. You're handing me the paper. Like, it's just this, like, easy back and forth was such, like, a light kind of fun moment to, like, watch them do that. And we got to, like, learn about her character at the same time. Like, those are the kinds of things I like where we get to learn about a backstory and it doesn't feel like, to me anyway, it didn't feel like shoehorned in or, like, awkward exposition. It was just, like, fun, lighthearted break from all of this. Plus, I got some info. Thank you. Yep. The the one part, I think it fell apart. There, there, was, there was one scene or one kind of section of scenes where I was like, what are we doing here, guys? Is they're taking this boat ride, and you get a really good back and forth between Oscar, uh, or I should say, um, Mar, or no, Stephen and Kayla, or Layla. Um, mm, I think that might have been Mark. I think it is Mark yet. Oh, it is Mark. Yes, I'm sorry. It is. It's Mark. Stephen is. Oh yeah, he he comes in halfway through on the yeah. next yeah. scene. Yeah, he yeah so, to help yes, with yes. the stuff to help with it. So he, they're taking this boat ride. You get the really good back and forth where you kind of learn, you're like, you're trying to figure out okay, what, it, what is this backstory that they have? Like what actually yeah. happened here that they don't, that he had to run off and like leave this marriage type of situation. Um, and, then, and then you get to this dude who has this massive house that you get to on a, with a boat and then he's doing horse stuff with a museum that's outside where the museum pieces are in these glass pyramids and i'm like so he just he just comes up he's like hey i want to see your like really old sarcophagus he's like yeah dude it's in this glass pyramid check it out (laughs) why do you just have this (laughs) who are you and why do i care yeah yeah it was a little contrived um i i felt like there was like a pretense and a backstory that got really abandoned super quickly like what was what was the point of us being like we need to get our story straight you're my husband like fino estrada or something yeah and then they just like two seconds in they were like cool let's just not even do that anymore like mark no oh wait (laughs) what it's not a backstory right it was just it was so like very like let's make an attempt at like spy-esque and have it unravel just like immediately and let's abandon that oh 100 100 yeah yeah that that whole like side journey was a bit like this is convenient yeah when you can see contrived i i see that it's it reminds me of kind of a double a video game they sort of wrote you need to get from one point to the next 
here's your next thing you got to examine for clues and then right. have a little mini boss fight. Um, I'm glad you guys said a bunch of positive things so I could like <laughs> say all the negative things. Um, I, I wanted to like, there was one person from GameStop <laughs> that, or not GameStop, GameSpot, um, Tamara that said, he describes these so far in the best way possible. It says three episodes into Moon Knight and it is aggressively okay. <laughs> that is exactly this show. It is aggressively okay. Um, I feel like cinematography is pretty not interesting. Action scenes are pretty not good. Um, I really am... I I I don't know if they want me to like Night because I don't none none of the personalities. Marcus like just left his wife, didn't explain anything, mm -hmm. didn't you know? It's like I can't just tell you that Kanchu, you know, wants you as a replacement, and I like don't want that for you because that would be terrible. And you know, like have this discussion, do you, like do you love each other or not? Steven is just a dork. He's such a dork. And then doing the whole thing where Layla is going to fall for this sucker. Like, I just, I, 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 who am I supposed to like in this show? Layla is the only one that seems competent. It's the only one that can do anything. It seems like they did a whole like big thing. We're re rewinding the night sky. And that's what destroyed Kanchu using, you know, like they're going to seal him now. Someone brought up a really good point. There's like a iPhone app for that. Like you can point at the sky and rewind this night sky thousands of years. So your deity here, real smart, right? Um, just like is now imprisoned in a little statue for all time because of this. And then all that, like, I'm not impressed by the other avatars for the Egyptian gods. They just let Ethan Hawke in there. And then they seal Conchu, and well, they just let him hold on to the statue and stuff. It's like, who is this guy? Why are you letting him in here? Why are you believing because him? Because he's Amit's avatar. But like, he doesn't actually. He's, he's, like, he's, he's, not, he's, he's not expected. actually, though, he's like, is he? Yeah, because he, because he that's what he's, he's telling his followers in the dig site. He's like, I'm about to be called away, so just like chill for a sec don't don't stop digging so like and then they're explaining when they're in the great pyramid they're like well when you know when we convene like this a way appears for every avatar so i don't i don't know if like amit being sealed away is supposed to have an avatar or if that's like a logic gap that the show just doesn't really address i think they're bringing him in because the charges are being called against him if he but was they, an avatar, they, they would speak to Emmett. They don't. But they, she's imprisoned. Right. So how can he be the avatar? He's trying to release her. But that's what I think is like the logic gap there. Maybe, or, you know, or the but, logic gap is that he used to be Conshu's avatar. So he's aware so he can, of this. Yeah, he already knows. Yeah. I get it. I think it's like, you know, you've got Conshu coming in here saying, hey, yeah. this person is about to do all this terrible stuff and release then, this god. Like, Got us on right, but world. like, really, would they open that up to like any Joe off the street that Conchu was the like? Problem. No, they that, wouldn't. But that's what I'm saying is like, yeah. there's too many logic gaps here of like why exactly this works, and, and I think, and I think it's a fault of the show that they do a lot of stuff because it works to get them to the next point. Yeah, exactly. Which like this whole trial was basically a way for Mark Steven 
to meet Hathor's avatar to tell them about the sarcophagus. So then they could go to the sarcophagus, which could tell them, like, the next, you know, thing. But we already talked about, like, that was just, like, an awkward AF detour. Because that guy was just, like, this weird, like... I'm super rich, so I'm going to do, like, medieval horseplay and just, like, be shirtless in my yard as you come. And, and you know what I mean? Like, with hundreds of people watching, I think. Right. Was, like, a was festival or something going on in his backyard. Super weird. Some, like, it just reminded me of some sort of, like, medieval jousting tournament. Um, but he's shirtless because why not? Because I'm showing off and I'm impressive right now. Come look at my glass pyramids. Um yeah, so this this show does a lot of things that don't very smoothly get you from A to B. So so you sort of feel that I think as an audience member where you feel like why would this happen? Mm-hmm. Because watching the whole like trial and like Conchu bringing his evidence, he doesn't even get to talk at all. Right. And Ethan Hawke just says like a few things that are like double talk like ooh what if think about this like did i really do x and everybody's like cool yeah obviously it's the lamest double speak i've ever heard and it just confuses them so easily that they're like cool and why can't conch just speak through mark why does he have to do like the thing he he does he does uh, uh, everybody avatars can just like talk well you know yeah i mean maybe because yeah i was gonna say like they've been avatars longer and they they did say that by the way they they do they They give you that information so quickly they just let it happen they let it in and mark's fighting it yeah yeah they're like it's gonna be weird just let it happen yeah and he's like what (laughs) it was awkward it was was very awkward just let him have his you know let him let him speak here for a moment there, there was know. a point in that episode, though, when I was watching it, and the, when I saw it, I was like, John's going to hate that. Uh, and it was during the fight scene where Moon Knight comes out, and he's doing all the cool Moon Knight stuff where he's like, and he's like throwing stuff, and he's like, you know, throwing the batarangs, because let's face it, they're, that, they're batarangs. Uh, that's mm-hmm. not beat around the bush. And <laughs> he's throwing these batarangs at people, and then you know, they're getting stabbed with the spears, and all of a sudden, Steven takes over. And Steven's like, no, I got this. And then he just gets a spear right in the chest. And he's like, Mark, come back. And then it like, turns back into like the regular Moon Knight. I was like, yeah. oh, I bet John's going to just hate that. This is a character that, like, admittedly, I don't know a lot about. But it's always put to me as like kind of the Batman, uh, sort of a Batman figure. And then they add, try to add some depth to him by giving him multiple personalities. So... Well- isn't isn't this uh, so i also don't know that much about moon knight but i but i remember a bit from talking with pete about it isn't this part of the comics like there is a section of his story where he does have multiple personalities yeah, yeah this, so okay that, all right so this isn't like a pure invention of like this show no no so okay. it, it, i mean like so moon knight you know always was like um super wealthy guy becomes moon knight and fights a bunch of monsters and stuff very batman-esque but then kind of try to reinvent him over time and they went Mm -hmm. with the multiple personality kind of thing sure um and so they decided to take that route uh for the show but the show the the book being kind of like a batman was not particularly silly and i feel like this show 
I was hoping it wouldn't be as silly. And based again on the first episode, I thought maybe it wasn't going to be. Mm-hmm. But now with the like the bumbling idiot that is Steven, mm-hmm. um, we always have that again. You know, I, I wrote in the comments, does, does Steven just want to die? Like, mm-hmm. I understand you don't want to be trapped, you know, whatever. But do you would you rather just die, I guess? Because yeah. constantly it's like, do something or give up to Mark. Okay, mm-hmm. like, what are you doing here? Like, do you, yeah. you don't understand the risk you're in here and the situation? Do you actually care about this woman or do you just just going to die here? Right. When he was like, but I could do this. It's just like muscle memory. And I was just like, yeah. oh, oh, honey. <laughs> <laughs> not really. Whoa. How that that's yeah, that's so not how that works. Um, I want to, I want to circle back around to a couple points that you made, John, um, because I, I did after watching these two episodes sort of feel like Disney, somebody producers, you know, who's ever like making Moon Knight. I don't really know, you know, the exact production team apologies, but they sort of felt like they were half trying to make Layla the main character because I agree. She's like the person that seems competent. I like, she's got interesting stories going on. I still don't know exactly who Mark and Steven are. And I don't have like a strong sense of them all the time. Whereas like, I have a strong sense of like who Layla is. She's got interesting backstory coming out in these two episodes. Um, So yeah, like there's yep. there's a focus on her in these two that almost seems towards like th- with the aim of making accidentally making her the main character. Yep. I and I don't know that it's an accident. Be- I mean like it, a look a lot of these yeah, other shows I don't know it they're trying to you know they're trying to transition like potentially with Hawkeye they're trying to transition sure. the Hawkeye thing to uh um what's her name right now? Um Haley Steinfeld? Yeah, but Katie. Oh yeah. Yeah. Kate. Uh, hey, Bishop. Bishop. Yeah. <clears throat> um, this would be but, an interesting and, uh, choice, though, because like we're just getting Moon Knight and then exactly. Transition. Exactly. <laughs> so, and, and I know a lot of people were upset that Kate Bishop got so much screen time in Hawkeye. But my thing with Hawkeye was that it, it's a screen time. But yeah, it's potentially a, a transitioning thing. And Hawkeye is a mentor in this. Like mm-hmm. he, he is a mentor to lead Kate Bishop so she can hopefully be successful going forward in the future it feels like he's already done his mentor thing too like he he was natasha's mentor yeah in a way to kind of like in in a way regular life and like being you know hey not you don't have to be an assassin kind of thing right right yeah no i mean he's like real world or anything yeah right you know what i'm saying yep so in moon knight now this is a brand new character though and so yeah there's where there's no transition to happen i feel like we should be interested in moon knight Right. who he is and be rooting for him and have him do cool things. And mm-hmm. instead we're, we're not most of the yeah. time. Um, and even again, just the way it's shot, like Disney apparently isn't putting enough money into these things because we're getting de- the, the screenshot we showed just a second ago with, uh, Ethan Hawke standing in the desert. I just, it just made me think of like, go watch Raiders of the lost Ark or Lawrence of Arabia. Like or the mummy, dead, yeah, or the mummy. the mummy. These things that with like feel grand back and to the mummy. weeping, and you know, um, it, 
like someone knows what they're doing that's behind the camera. And I think people are just getting so used to seeing this cookie cutter stuff that it's just okay. And it's, they're just accepting it. Like go, yeah. And they go out and watch a real fucking movie and like, see how it's done. <laughs> and I just, it's, it's, I'm getting really bored guys. I'm really bored. Sure. So, um, I, I can, I can get that there. There is some cinematography that feels a bit like hit generic shot, close up face, cool background, rooftop running. Like yeah, rooftop I, running. I get it. It's just, I get it. Um, yeah, me, oh, I'm sorry. Andrea. No, it's okay. I wanted to bring up, I just wanted to go back to one of John's points. So if you, if you got something to say about, especially cinematography, go for it. No, I was going to say that the, there was a jarring moment. Cause I remember I brought up last episode where, Ethan Hawke was like walking through the the village and there were people like oh and I'm like that's not that's not characters yeah. reaching that's that's extras that's trying to Ethan touch Hawk. Ethan Hawke <laughs> yeah and there was this moment in in this episode where he has like the scarab and he goes we found the tomb and he turns and there's a random guy and they have this like bizarre super happy exchange where the guy is like he's like super excited and i'm like who is this guy and why is ethan hawk spending so much time with him (laughs) super jarring just really excited to touch ethan hawk yeah just an extra really excited for that five minutes where he gets to pretend to be really excited about something with ethan hawk What were you what were you about to say before, Andrea? So I was just gonna go back to um the point that you made about Layla and you know the frustration you felt with her falling for, you know, Steven, um, as well as Mark. I on on the screen, I am not in love with this idea. Um, and she actually doesn't seem to be either after being like, oh, you smell like him. And like, mm-hmm. you know, being weird. sort of into him, he kisses her and she's just like, Whoa! like all over her face is just like, this is so uncomfortable. Um, which, which made me think of like a really interesting point of like, I don't know how this would work, you know, like for, oh, yeah. for people who, who might, you know, in real life or on screen mm-hmm. or I- anything, this kind of just brings up like an interesting dilemma of like, how would it work if you were in love with somebody who has multiple personalities? Like, do you acknowledge that? Do you set rules? Do you set boundaries? Like, you know, don't talk to my other personalities. Like if yeah. you do, is that like some sort of betrayal? I mean, you know, h- how do you negotiate like, especially if you're like married to one, like how would you know all the time, you know, if they've switched over to a new personality, like, is it a betrayal if you kiss them? If you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It just, it was so interesting. And I thought that moment was interesting because, you know, she was so into it and she was so like, Oh, you're just like him and Oh, you're nerdy and you know, into archeology. span And that's something Mark and I didn't share. But then the second he kissed her, it was like, nope, 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 nope. This isn't the thing that I wanted. Well, didn't she, I mean, remember me wrong, didn't she kiss him? She leans in and then he like goes the rest of the way to do it. 
Okay. 90-10. See, I- <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Hitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you got that reference. Uh, no, that that reference was definitely used on me uh, by one of my boyfriends. Like, to see, oh, we should see if that whole ninety ten thing works. Um, so, <laughs> never go the whole hundred. Um. So yeah, so she, so he he does kiss her. Um, I just I just also watched this episode like yesterday night, so I am I am fresh I, on that. I so, read yeah, she's she was kind of giddy. She got kind of giddy from this. There, her, there was her face. Will they? Won't they? And then they went yeah. down in the pit. And then he's like, he says like, "Oh, that's beautiful" or something. She thinks he's talking about her. And then it's about this the the tomb, you know? Yeah, but I think I think like intellectually, there's something for her about like you know the regard. Because Mark, you know, she's felt abandoned by Mark. But, like, when they actually physically kissed, I did not get that read okay. of this was. And which which I think would make sense. Because I think there's a way that she could sort of, like, fool herself in talking to Steven. Yeah. That Mark's still somehow present part, right. you know. But, like, th- like, the physical kiss was, like, a sign of, like, that's not oh, my yeah, experience. Differently, yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope yeah. they don't have it. You, my my biggest issue. So it's just interesting intellectual shows and movies that come out nowadays is that you don't have to have a romantic relationship or romantic interest or romantic anything between the characters. It, it doesn't need to exist mm-hmm. for it to be a good show to have chemistry between these two characters. It doesn't need to be there. So don't force it. Don't make it weird. right. Well, and that's why I think, like, I would actually be okay if they did that, and then it was just like, nope. Like, because I just said, like, they're they're obviously an amazing intellectual team, and I'm so on board with that, and they seem on board with that. But, like, I'm kind of cool that, like, the kiss happened, and it, and if I'm reading it correctly, and she was kind of, you know, just like, oh, it's awkward, it's not what I expected, great, let's end that there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I mean I agree you don't have to have a romance, you know, don't force it if it's not there. But people I think generally going to want to write that because it's so satisfying. Like when you have a you know when we go back to the mummy, like it has all the important elements, you know, mm-hmm. that you get from like Raiders of Lost Ark. You know, it's it's the same it's the same thing. You know, like you have interesting lore, you you build stakes, you know, you have personal uh, trauma and like mm-hmm. conflict between your your two main people. You have a love story and like all those things form a really satisfying thing for an audience member. So maybe it's not unexpected. It's not mm-hmm. original, but it's it's really satisfying. And so I, I don't fault anyone for making that, you know, having a love interest a lot, you know, and having a relationship like that just you have to write the story for that so it makes sense with the characters mm-hmm. you can't just like shoehorn it has has uh, chat seen the mummy uh <laughs> renato is uh not here right now because oh, he's he's not seen moon knight yet so oh so that's it. i was gonna yeah. tell him if he hadn't seen the mummy drop everything and go see it oh, <laughs> so right. good so he's good well, we should get into episode four yet here now too. Um, yeah, I think it's too late. Yeah, we're we're moving into like the further yes. into the tombs here, um, on the path. 
Andrea, I think you got some good comments. You're talking, you know, speaking of the mummy, right? Yes, yes. So we get a little like mummy action in episode four, and I dug it. It was creepy AF. It like, was. I, and I and I gave like this episode really like gave me some hope. I know we've been talking about Disney like removing gore, removing violence, and like shying away from that kind of stuff. And then this episode kind of got into like a little twisty, creepy, like you know, there was like jump scare monster, but also like you know, they're they're in this tomb and they've got like a stone table, which clearly it was used to perform like mummification. And there's like fresh blood dripping off and like the canopic jars for all the internal organs, like dug it. Like this whole vibe I was very happy with. Oh yeah. And it was, was like, it was like mummy esque, but also like even creepier. That was the, I, I want the, I told you so to John, where I'm like, yeah, if they put that in there, they are definitely not shying away from. Mm, the, sure. Uh, we have to make everything happy, sunshine, unicorn farts. Yes. Yeah. I, I very mean, much appreciated this. And from the first episode, like I say, we got, you know, we got blood, you know, so we saw that. Um, we had some creepy moments with the lights going in the hallways and stuff like that. So it's not, you know, that's the kind of thing that gave me hope in the first episode. It just has to be punctuated by so much silly as well. And I agree, like this scene was a lot better. Again, Layla's the only one that does anything. Steven is just an idiot um, and just runs but he away. Squished the- it. Yeah. <laughs> he squished all- it. I mean, literally all the cool stuff. She's hiding and then she runs. She has to like walk precariously across the thing, very uncharted style while mm-hmm. things are falling. And then the thing comes and grabs her and takes her away, but she like fights it off and like, and wins, you know, it's like the whole yeah. thing, you know? So this is like, Steven has nothing in this, you know, he goes to the tomb and digs down the throat. Oh, it's funny. Isn't it gross to like go down the throat of the, the mummy? Um, that's it. He does. I mean, it's it's hard because I, like I said in my notes, I half love this and half hate this. Like, I love that this bumbling dork is getting to live out his dream, like his Egyptian explorer archaeology dream. And he's clearly intellectually up to the task. It just, I wish he was a little bit more capable. So he's, if we're going with mummy references, he is Evie, but just less capable. No, he's Jonathan. What? Mm, Jonathan he's a little smarter capable. than Jonathan. Jonathan's not super capable. He was always getting in trouble. Okay, in, oh, in the I'm first, sorry, the brother. In, the brother. Yeah, Jonathan. In the first one. Okay. In the second one, he somehow is like, snap, crack, rifle shot. Who can that's drop true. like that's a right. tiny He's a mummy dude? Shot in the second one, yes. That's yeah, right. he drops a tiny mummy dude at like a thousand paces or whatever. Yeah. Um, but so, <laughs> but yeah, so like he's I I think he's less capable, Evie. I mean, maybe Jonathan. He he's he's just like one of those characters, but less than. Do you know what I mean? Like he's less capable than Evie is from the mummy but he's like a little bit smarter than Jonathan, but not as smart, you know, See, not as physically capable here. either. It, they could have Mark is Mark is Rick O'Connell. You have Layla is uh, Eve Evelyn from the second one. 
where she is also more capable. Right. She's got the archaeological knowledge and stuff like that, the history and all that. And then she's suddenly like possessed by. Yeah, she has her like British accent. Yeah. (laughs) And then you have Jonathan, who's like the comedic bumbling relief. So he could be the person that's like we're experiencing the joy and wonder through or whatever. That's why I I like your I like your cast of characters better. You made (laughs) a better analogy than I did. So I. I don't know why. I was also taken aback on that scene where he's like, we're in the tomb of Alexander the Great. And I'm like, no, you're not. What? No, yeah. you're not. Yeah. Like, where is Chris, this Chris going? was also is- like commenting. He's like, cool. So you just like brought his tomb over from, I think he said India is where it actually is. But yeah, Chris was not buying what the show was selling. Yeah. Well, the, for me, it was, I didn't even know, because like, I, I have no, histo- I'm going to preface this, no historical knowledge of sure. where, how Alexander the Great died, where no, he died. Anything. I got nothing either. And so when I showed that, I'm like, what shocked me, I'm like, you're going to, Al- really, that's who you're going to go with? That's the big sarcasm? That's where they're hiding this idol of Emmett, or, uh, Amit, yeah. Amit, Amit. yeah. Yeah. Couldn't pick something else couldn't pick like an actual burial chamber for Amit or something like right couldn't couldn't pick any other like pharaoh any other like less reaching yeah. like yeah. using like you... the fame name game to you know be like and, and look they... it's alexander the great and, and they go in and it's like this super elaborate maze uh, cool. of thing and i was like that's that's cool right but the one this this actually this is not and this is not a critique of Moon Knight. This is like a critique of any movie that ever does this. <laughs> How has nobody found that? Nobody. Oh How yeah, has sure. Nobody found this. Before? You don't think they've dropped like any type of echo, like uh, echolocation or any type of like subsonic frequency sure, devices sure, sure. to map that entire yeah, satellite photography desert? and stuff. Sure, I get you. It's like it's like in the movie Contact. Right, and it's like they have one machine that they want to go and visit, and then it blows up, and they have another identical machine on another part of no. This is like that's that destroys that uh, what was it uh, disillusion for me. I'm like, okay, mm. all right, it's just a tomb in a rock somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I feel like for Alexander the Great, it needed it would need to be a, a build. Like you're looking for that now. You find out that that for some mm. reason is where it would be. And so now you're on the hunt for that versus mm-hmm. just like you happen to enter a tomb and you happen to find out it's Alexander the Great. Mm-hmm. That's a little like, that's a little. The, the greatest archaeological find yeah. of the 21st century and you stumble upon it and right. nobody gives a crap. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, the the kind of scary scene and stuff was cool. Yes. Um, the other thing that I, you know, again, me not knowing, me being a very normie on Moon Knight, I did write down because I'm like, I heard that this Layla is completely made up for the show. Oh, and okay. I thought, there must be someone, like, who hangs around Moon Knight? So I was looking it up, as a normie does, and um, <laughs> there is actually um, a character named Marlene Alrin, I should okay. pronounce the last name. She's basically Layla. She's she has an archaeological father. 
Mm. Like was, you know, there digging stuff up. She is a like very capable um, kind of spy person, archaeologist with like hand-to-hand combat skills and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's like, why wouldn't you just take this character? I I didn't understand at all. Like, I I guess she's very blonde, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, but they'd have no issue just changing people around like that. So it was very weird to me how you just copy this character from the comics Mm-hmm. That is a potent that sometimes love interests of Moon Knight in the comics as well, mm-hmm. and just gets too mess too like um, messed up by dealing with the multiple personalities. I mean, it's the character. Interesting. Again, it shows is no respect for the source. Like they just don't, they just don't care. Like why wouldn't you do this? Anyone that's read this line of comics would be like, mm-hmm. this is that character. Clearly, why didn't you just make her that and like? a little more to what she is oh my god i'm sorry i'm like totally reading this character's backstory now and i'm like freaking out because she has ties to morpheus so like Mm. there's a whole like interconnected thing that could be happening here (laughs) do you know what i mean morpheus right now i don't know i know i know i know i know (laughs) yeah no i mean it's just i just it's very odd why in why invent a completely new character like that's the stuff that always bothers me the most in adaptations of comics or of Star Wars or something like that. It's like, why would you just invent a brand new character when you had a perfectly good one right there sure. to use? I did. Uh, Leaving know. my mark. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that 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 was weird for me. Um, I'm still really liking the music. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I do like the music. I I do want to say that uh you know th- I think the ending of this episode was was on a good track. You know, we had some of the drama between Layla and talking to Ethan Hawke and then like confronting uh Stevens/Mark about it some and well, like wrong place wrong time, girl. Yes, exactly. You're, why did, so why she, does everybody want to have a conversation when they're going to get out of there? Yeah. Yeah, why does everybody have a conversation when they're like trapped somewhere and and he very legitimately is like yeah i would love to tell you about this but we have to go like he's not just giving you the brush off because like you're about to run into an ex-girlfriend and he wants to leave because yeah. awkward you guys are about to die yeah <laughs> like, yep they're, i don't they're know taking, they're taking their own lives about as seriously as the showrunners are taking their show that's what's <laughs> going on there <laughs> John's not bitter. <laughs> not bitter at all. There's no bitterness. It's all coming. Um, aggressively okay. Aggressively okay. But seriously, like I was, yeah. I was very irritated at this moment. Like I am aware. I knew we were leading up to this conversation, and that mm. Mark was going to either have, spoiler alert, killed her father, or have been there when her father was killed. Like he obviously knew exactly what happened and didn't want to tell her about it. And yep. great. Like, we needed to have this conversation. We did not need to have it right now. Yep. Not at all. Like, as a viewer, I shouldn't be sitting there going, like, Bleh! like, mm-hmm. stop. Leave. <laughs> like, please go. <laughs> like, even yep. Steven was like, I'm going to give the body to Mark. Like, shit's about to go down. Mm-hmm. Even, even Steven, which, I sorry, I keep rhyming that, was, <laughs> you know... With all of his, I've got muscle memory, I can do this, was just like, nope, nope, this is not the time and place for me. 
Mark's got it. And yeah, Layla was just like, let's have a chat. Mm-hmm. Nope. So we get a cool scene then going into like his mind. We're in the like doctor, like a uh, ward, you know. We can't get, we can't skip over the fact that he gets shot in the chest. Yeah, right. Ethan it's, Hawk. You know, Mm-hmm. Which yep, takes him down. I'm gonna throw this out here. I'm glad that we got the ending of the episode to be kind of proof that this there was more going on. I I was actually gonna be pissed if they wrote this off as like the entire everything up to this point was in his mind mm. and like he was actually in a psychiatric ward. Mm. Yeah, I'm I like, didn't I didn't buy that. I was like, um, I was gonna be so pissed. I mean, totally. it was cool. It was a cool concept. I, I when they when they birthed Brian, I was like, okay, what are they gonna do with this, right? And I, I, yeah. I thought it was kind of cool how they were how they were, um, kind of make it very Shutter Island, like they're trying to make you as the audience be like, whoa, wait, <laughs> what is, a comparison. You know, is this what's going on here? Right, uh, where they had like a drawing of like Conchu, like a patient was drawing like a bird man, and then. He, like, oh, he has ankle restraints on his wheelchair. Just like, you know, he imagined them on his bed. Like, yep. totally, I am with you. And the painting on the wall is the yep. village that he was in in Switzerland or in the Alps. Like, and I- Dr. Stephen Grant is like a bumbling British archaeologist who's like, oh, never fear. We're yep. going in the heart of the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> and it Sorry. Was, so then it was like, it was really cool how they, they did all that. But I would yep. have been like 100% on would have been pissed if they were just yeah. like yep and it's all in his head and it's not a real thing but i agree with john the ending of the episode where they're the both actual running together, final scene yep and they open the door and it's just a hippo lady and she says Who talks hi. normally yeah hi and then yeah. they freak i'm like okay well that was really jarring mm-hmm. for the end of the episode it did not match yeah, I mean, that entire from when he gets shot up to that scene had a very unique feeling to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, I took it more serious. Yeah, and then it just it hit it and it Crashed. was gone. And it, I was like, "Wow, that was that was bizarre." Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. For so for me, um, I love. I actually really love that. Like Ethan Hawke shot him. Um. So just mm-hmm. to rewind it to that moment, just for a second. I love that, like, Mark was picking up his, like, golden axe, and he's about to do some stuff, do some damage, and Ethan Hawke's like, no, no, like, logic, I'm just going to shoot you in the chest. I I weirdly love that kind of stuff because it's just so real. It's just, like, half the time nobody ever thinks to, like, bring a gun to a fight. It's always, like, crazy weapons, and, you know, we got to fight to the death, and somebody gets stabbed and whatnot. I love that Ethan Hawke was just like, no, I'm going to shoot you now. Bye. Yep. I love the transition of like falling backwards. And then I was like, cool, awesome. We're going to get something here. I don't know what it is. Did not expect the, you know, he's locked up in a mental institution angle. Was totally buying it. Like, this is really interesting. Um, You know, I don't know where they're going with this. They're making it very real. And then suddenly it wasn't real because no real institution would have like, you know, Egyptian like like statuary and like canopic jars in their in the psychiatrist's office there was too much like weird stuff like everything was everything decorated was really white. weird everything was white yeah i was just like okay so this this also isn't real interesting 
And then it was cool. Like I knew the second that Mark opened up that door and and like there was somebody locked in the sarcophagus. I was like, that's going to be Steven. They're going to meet and it's going to be crazy. And it was, and it was awesome. And then you're right. The whole thing was just like ballooning up into something that felt like significant and interesting. And then Hippo Lady walked in and just pop. Yep. What is this? Yep. Why? Why does she look like that? Yeah. Why does she look like this? Why is she talking normally? At least like give her like a boomy, thundery, like I'm a God voice. Then I would have been like, okay. Just not have her say anything. Just literally yeah, or not open the door him. and have it stand there and they just scream because there's a giant hippo with a headdress standing or there. Like, or like don't even scream because that was very like, like I don't know, mm-hmm. like, you know, silly horror movie tropey kind of thing. Like I could have just left it at like open the door, hippo lady, bam. Mm-hmm. Well, and more serious shows will have something like you know, often when they're representing a, a deity or God, it's going to be like more as a sign or a symbol. It's not exactly sure. like, bam, there's hippo person, you know, it's right. different, different Egyptian gods that are, you know, they think they're represented by a baboon or, uh, and, um, like, a a bird of some kind or whatever you could show that bird somewhere. And it's like with the, the connection, you know, you do it subtly, like, oh, that's that deity. It's, it's sending a message or whatever. It's it, but not just like, hey, here's humanoid animal person. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it just it doesn't always work if you're trying going for like a serious tone. So you have to be more, mm-hmm. I don't know, nuanced about it. Yeah, I just I feel like this episode could have ended in several different fashions that would have been better than the way that it did. Yeah. Could have opened a door and not seen what was there. And then hippo lady starts the next episode. Hippo lady doesn't talk or hippo lady has booming God voice because she is one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As Alan pointed out in our, in our message thread. Or we deal with a, uh, an avatar of hippo god yeah so we do something impressive like to represent that there's this 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 goddess here or whatever and then it's like we deal with into the human avatar mm-hmm. and those guys could be cooler too like none of the avatars seemed threatening you know back to that meeting or whatever with mm-hmm. them and they never seemed impressive and these are egyptian gods they're right of the of the pantheons of gods like these are some of the cool ones you know they're pretty Neat, it's not and, lame ones. Yeah, well, and we don't ones. really get to see them. No, that's that's the problem. Like with that whole like trial, quote unquote, we get to see them for like all of five seconds before Arthur Harrow comes in and is like doing his double talk thing, and they're all like, "Cool, bye." Whoa. And then we see them trapping Conchu, which they're already like again ready at a moment's notice to just do that the second he does something. Like I thought, mm. they all disperse back to their crazy places. Suddenly, they're just like, "Oh." Here we all are again. Yeah. Sorry, my weird well, like logistical side note that I was like, what? And I wouldn't trust them honestly to show all these other gods in the coolest way, mm-hmm. you know? Like, what were all just... the other gods that were trapped away? Because they curse. They he walks in and he's like, you know, walking with the little. Yeah, where's the newest? You know, yeah. and, he, and he and he puts it in like the the candle lit box or candle lit you know alcove where all of a sudden they pan back and there's like seven other i kind of dug that 
I was like, who are I these mean, other? Who are, I, what's going on here? Right. I I want to know who all these other people are, but I kind of dug the like, you know, this is our prison wall vibe. Mm-hmm. Could have been a little creepier, but I like the idea of it. Yep. Yes. All right. Well, um, Alan sharing some different shots from comics and things here. Oh yeah. More of our, more of our. I love some of that art. Yeah, something. Um, Well, any final thoughts on Moon Knight? We only have two episodes left now. I know things are things are progressing quickly, which I appreciate because I know I talked about in our first two in our review of the first two. I was like, there's like no time to do stuff, like get moving. Mm -hmm. So they are moving, which is good. Um, I just don't know now at the end of this episode, what they're moving to. Yeah. Well, they got two hours. Remember, these are hour-long episodes. So they got two hours to do something with. That's that's yep. the length of a feature film. I mean, yeah. I know, but also, like, they have two hours, and there's, like, lots of stuff to just... They have two hours up. to make me like Moon Knight and care at all. <laughs> uh, maybe the point the isn't, though. <laughs> Remember you said maybe they're they're deliberately making us like Layla. So maybe the point is you like her more. So the first introduction of Moon Knight into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we are just going to get rid of Moon Knight right away because yep. he sucks. Oscar, Oscar Isaac's like, guys, I'm in for this and then I'm out. So Yeah, then I'm out. <laughs> yep. hey, they I'm not signing one Eternals. of your 12-year deals. <laughs> F that. <laughs> they did the same thing with the Eternals. They introduced the Eternals and I hate all of them and they aren't going to make another Eternals movie. Oh, I haven't. Okay. I haven't seen Eternals. Don't spoil Eternals for me. I mean, Oh, spoiler alert. It's bad. (laughs) That's I can take that, that general feedback, but yeah, no, I I definitely do want to see Eternals. Just, well, I mean, it's worth watching once. And I feel like I need to see it to see it. Do you know what I mean? Like I need to, I need to just have watched it. Yeah. It's, um, (sighs) you will get the sense of, why do I care about any of these characters? Okay. Kind of like That's how too John bad because I like a, a lot of the actors mm-hmm. that are in it. The actors are phenomenal. I mean, I mean, they're mm-hmm. all great actors. That's that's what's so weird weird about it. I'm like, <laughs> why does this movie feel so weird? You know what? It is? The best way I can describe it is. Okay. There are parts of that movie that are definitely missing that got cut on the editing room floor, editing mm. room floor that should not have been cut. Sure. Because I feel like there's story being told that we didn't see. Sure. Maybe we need to do a a release the Snyder cut on Eternals. <laughs> I was going to say that to to John. What they're going to the Flash is they're just going to have they're going to have to nix the Flash or redo the Flash, and then five years from now they're going to have the Zyder, the the Snyder cut the Flash. <laughs> oh my god! I, w- I mean, I wouldn't put it past anything's possible. Yep, anything's possible. What a what a note to end it on. Anything's Anything is possible? possible, guys. Look at that. Look at yeah, look at us anything. turn it around. Be positive. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Um, well, thank you both for joining me here. This mm-hmm. has been Popcast on the Rocks, episode 104. All kinds of news stories and discussing Moon Knight episodes three and four. You should follow us on Twitch, YouTube, 
Facebook, Twitter, all those places. Um, please leave comments and like and subscribe and share it with people, all those things. If you listen on podcast directories, whichever your one is of choice, please leave a review. Trying to occasionally create a poll for the Spotify one. You can create polls and questions and stuff. So if you listen on there and watch the video on there, you can you can interact with us that way. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts, whatever works for you. Thank you to Killing the Flower for our theme song. Uh, you should check them out on Instagram, YouTube, and Spotify. And um, yeah, we'll we'll be back next week. Tony, thank you again uh, for joining us. Hopefully, you'll help us break our episode or our, our <laughs> view count once again. Um, yeah, no pressure. Right. <laughs> don't don't oversell it like a like a Netflix stack uh, stack guy, John. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Because we want people to look back and say, you know, episode one hundred and three is where they really. You know, once they got that Tony on there, I mean, the view counts. <laughs> 102. I think it was 102 you were on. Yeah, was it 102? So. Oh, that's right. I think, yeah. so. 102. I think so. So, yeah. anyways, all right. <laughs> um, that'll do it from us. And of course, Andrea, thank you as always for joining me once again. Of course. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. <laughs>